Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio. It's that time of year again where we bring you the live but pre-recorded episode of this year's Power Athlete Symposium. If you're at the live recording, you got the uncut version of my conversation with the fellas. But for our listeners who couldn't make it, I'm giving you the PG-13 version. Don't worry, though. Like a tasteful side boob, it is still highly entertaining. To everyone who made it out to Austin this year, thank you so much for another truly epic symposium. This is episode 289. Check, 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 check. Will anyone notice? Well, that was almost a disaster. Urinated in my own pants. Pants. The just cans. Should we just do it? Yeah, let's do it. Doing it live. So how do we shush? Shh. Are we rolling? <laughs> Whoa. Turn me up down. Hey everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio. Oh, she's on. <laughs> Go. That's Go. number two hundred and eighty-nine coming at ya. Is it two eighty-nine or two ninety? I don't know if this one is gonna be. What's two eighty-nine? 289 is a prime number. Is this working? <laughs> it is not. What's 289? You're not doing the math in your head. There's no fucking way check, you're doing check. the math. Check, check. I think I'm coming through. Unless that's... I can't wait to edit 30 minutes of mic checks. Edit, edit, edit. Editing. Editing. Am I back? I'm back. You're back. I'm back. Hey, we're back, people. All right, Callie. Thank God, a real intro. No weather, no ings, just... Power Athlete Nation. What is up? It's that time again for background noise in strength and conditioning. With special guest, Callie's pullover. Pull over. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear that background noise, that is 45 block one coaches partying at the Power Athlete Ranch. Hey! Oi! Shush! J- John. Quiet on the set. This is Power Athlete Radio, the premier podcast in strength. Say it. And Callie, Callie, you, you, in, you. In. Conditioning. I refuse. In, in, in. Ooh, Callie. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the funny part. I'm over the ing, ing, ing. I say 2019, we drop it. 2019. Um, How's that funny? I'm serious. <laughs> funny ha? Like funny ha ha? Because there's an ing, ing, ing limited edition Power Athlete shirt coming out come January, and we want it to be counterculture. Ooh. <laughs> what so say us. you? What say you, McQuilkin? I think we can do better than the ing. Ladies and gentlemen, our featured guest. <laughs> oh, God, I love John's, this. Oh, John John's, coat. Coat. John's noisy coat. How come? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How come? Uh, Sounds different today. Maybe it's the weather here. <laughs> oh, thanks, Kelly. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kelly's wearing a coat that she got at the Goodwill from 1973. It's a pullover. It's a. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> this is a 74, but thanks for noticing. Uh, it's like a CB jacket. 42 <laughs> degrees. We she have found partly it in cloudy. Her truck. Lots of humidity. <laughs> Tex, what would you say the humidity is here today? I don't know. He doesn't have any chest hair. He can't tell. Oh, oh my his, God. His needles have been. We plucked. went there. His barometric well, uh, needles. You know, Tex used to be able to sense the weather based off of how his hair was kind of going, and, and now, now it just glistens off like and a hairless now, cat. Yeah, and we just rely on his nipples. And what's weird so. is hair... Uh, ca- uh, well, uh, it's not cold. I'm excited. <laughs> hey, yo. Doesn't Callie have a hairless cat? Popeye? Uh, uh, no. A little bit too soon, but thanks for asking. Oh, did Popeye pass away? He, Yeah, he did. Did he commit suicide? 
uh, I committed his suicide. <laughs> uh, Kelly's the only person to have I hope I actually died, John. Thanks. <laughs> what, in the tub? <laughs> it's going to hurt you more than it hurts me. She's like, I put him in this plastic bag, and that was the end of it. No. Sounds like the way McQuilkin's going to go. Just got tired of him peeing all over my stuff. <laughs> Cal- oh, man. Well, McQuilkin, you're, de- you're next. So wait, is so, so Tex pees all over Callie's stuff? Yeah, that's what I understand. Oh, okay. That's good. Well, so Callie, <laughs> why are you here? Uh, I ask myself that question every uh, day. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like in, in like an existential kind yes, of way yes. or like I, a cosmic way? What else would I be talking about? Yeah. Well, you, you know, the other day I was thinking of Callie when I saw that uh, your boy Neil... Uh, Ticing into grass. Uh, Are you ever going to get it right? I know. I I purposely do it wrong. NDT? Uh, He got uh, some weird sexual harassment allegations against him. You know what's interesting about that is that it doesn't matter because nothing really matters. Yes, Callie. Preach. Ladies and gentlemen, it's symposium weekend. I can't believe it. When is this going to air? It will it have next Friday. <laughs> next Friday? Wait, after week? the symposium? Yeah, one uh, week. Maybe never if I, think, I have my way. <laughs> I think we need to uh, send the hens back to her room and let her cut this so that she can release it. I don't know. Now, nah, tomorrow. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> yeah. Just up all night long like a mad scientist in a hair, just no, well, I know. it. Well, here's the best part. Getting you rid of your jacket you, noise. And <laughs> do you really do anything to it? Because every time I always listen to the podcast, I'm always like, hey, Callie, cut this out, and then you never cut it out. Yeah, because so I just that's, assume you don't listen to it. No. Do you really? want me to cut those parts out those are usually the funnier parts and you know it you know what you're doing big guy i know what you're doing you're like she's gonna cut this that's the funny part i'll keep that it's all the other tangents that could potentially reflect poorly on the people oh so now you're quality control on the crazy shit i say that's right where's dave spanton he's on board yeah spanton is always uh his favorite term is buying down risk i still don't know i i've never seen any money come out uh, he just keeps talking about buying down risk, and I'm like, ah, okay. I didn't know we were that risky of people. <laughs> yeah, we're, Guys we're, building fucking bonfires in the back of the house. Uh, yeah, but, well, it's like when we're in a rental van in a state not to be mentioned, you're like, should I send it over that curb? And he's like, I think it's a bad idea. Just buy down risk. I think that was a good buy So, you know, we did? Didn't we send it? it? Yeah, we did send it. Yeah. <laughs> send well, it. So, completely ignored the advice. But did that motivate you to send it? Oh, I don't know. Would you have sent it? If yes. PFC was not there? Fucking 100%. Okay. Mm. Yeah, like, have you I ever, like, like, you know that if I'm in a rental car, things are going to get weird. <laughs> uh, and you know if, the best. It's a minivan. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Shit gets weird. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a rental. It doesn't have to be any specific type of car. It could really be any automobile. And if you're at the wheel, it's like it's, your life flashes before your eyes if you're the passenger. It's, yeah. Thank you very much. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, the last 12 rental cars have been caravans, Dodges. And you put them to the test. On purpose. I just, Actually, I think the first one was an accident, and ever since then, John's requested a minivan. <laughs> so roomy back here. I just don't understand why you have to drive so fast. I, I get it. Oh, I just don't understand. I've always, I second that question. <laughs> John. Shocker, Nana. Uh, you got fucking uh, Nana McQuilkin. Sub question. Oh sub question. God. How do you get your trucks to go that fast? Uh, Texas is like, I can't get my truck over 45. I'm like, I got it up to 100. There's yeah. no problem. Try the Dude, skinny uh, pedal. I actually went and bought What's DJ's truck. <laughs> I went and bought DJ's truck and got it up to like 87. And he's like, I've never been able to get over 65. Maybe that's the reason it's leaking oil. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't fucking point any fingers. Old Nana there. <laughs> You know, yeah. the irony of that is he has a Nana McCulkin. Oh, Nana McCulkin, amazingly quotable woman in her time. Was she, was she a good driver? I can't recall. In Dude. case people don't know, Tex received the 
nicknamed Nana a long time ago, even before you came to work. You mean South, when Football. you guys showed up for your interview at um, in into South Philly? Yeah. Oh, I had a fucking great Oh, God. Time. <laughs> slowest, uh, Nana is the slowest driver of all time. How slow was he? <laughs> <laughs> you would think that when he's driving, it's his first time driving every single time. It's just like the most cautious shit. Uh, I just thought he's drunk. But you know what? Like, I mean, he I literally drives like he's saying, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get where I'm going. Okay. Well, here's my thing. Uh, I remember uh, my buddy who lived in Philly, uh, still lives there, uh, was outlaw uh, biker, you know, president of the Pagans for 10 years. And he told me, he said, every time you <laughs> get behind the wheel That's another one. or when you get on a bike, you got to literally drive like fucking bad people are chasing you. So when I get in the car, I would like look over my. I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta Why? go. I don't know. It's just like it, it's how I rode motorcycles. It's like, how you buy like, down risk, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, you ride as fast as you can. I remember I was on 95 uh, just outside of Daytona, and I was riding my buddy's uh, twin turbo Hayabusa. And I remember I was hitting the air shifter, <laughs> and when I looked down at fucking when I hit fifth, I saw the needle drop past 180, and I knew I was doing 200 miles. Sounds an hour. like a speedboat. <laughs> I'm imagining so, you on a rocket, man. Oh, it was fucking man. awesome, and the best part, no fucking helmet. Yeah. Just how land it, on the tank. How is that the best part? The best Be- part is that you're sitting before us right now. That's uh, the second best part. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I knew I was destined for something better, like this podcast. <laughs> oh. There's many a times I've been like, oh, I'm not getting out of this one alive. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> he's jacked. He is jacked. And he's growing and he's, a, a hell of a head of hair. Yeah. He got that lettuce flowing text. You see it? It's good. <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah. Man's got it. And he's, he's hairless. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I'm going for a Rudy Reyes look this year. Oh, and you're really losing. pulling it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like... Uh, is that a pun? Hey, oh, it is now. Like, like you know, kind of like your spike ball that you got from China, where it's not quite right. Volleyball fun. Spike. You're like the China. <laughs> you're you're, you're, you're like the China version of Rudy Reyes. Like so, Ludi? We have, <laughs> so so we reached out to like so we get like probably twelve emails a day from these uh, different Chinese manufacturers for merchandise, and one of them is we will make you a Rudy Reyes clone copy. And one of them's going to strike gold one day when it feel like saying yes. We're huge. <laughs> Just like the in intern China. did. You know? Get those emails out. Uh, when he was saying, he's like, oh, email power athlete. I remember, uh, hey, uh, this kid wants to intern. We're like, I ah, don't return it. And then he just kept emailing us. I'm like, huh? You win. Yeah. <laughs> you send it twice. That's how I <laughs> the got the secret this message. Oh, it, my, my favorite intern story was actually one of Gunner's assistants now, but Zilner, Zilner suggested some guy email us about a resume. Oh. And it was like a graphic. Luke can pull it up and describe it. But essentially, how did how did you reply, Luke, to this kid? So it was a a picture of him resume. So he's like actively coaching, and it's got these this bright orange yes. colors and like four jobs that he did once coaching. Um, and Luke's response is priceless, sir. We'll call him. Thanks for sending this over. The team has received this strikingly formatted resume. In my brief review, I didn't see desktop publishing on your resume anywhere. Did someone else lay this document out for you? Let them know the dark font on the dark patterning is a bit distracting. Or do you have other qualifications that you haven't listed here? As you may or may not know, we are a tech-enabled strength and conditioning company. We leverage a variety of modern hardware, software, media suites, and platform services to make our distance coaching and education possible. Can you resubmit your resume in a less distracting format and include any sort of technical aptitude you've acquired throughout your education and experience? Before you continue, I need to set the date because it's when we were spending about 12 hours a day on a scissor lift down in the barn building the office. 
So we're just <laughs> rushing through emails. Yeah. So uh, if, if you guys office. have been to, <laughs> so if you guys have been down to the office, you'll notice that the inside it looks exactly like the inside of this building. Um, we couldn't find anybody to come actually do it. So I was like, hey, why don't we skin the inside? We'll do spray foam. So I hit the guy up that did this building, and he basically said no. And uh, much like everything else in my life, when somebody says no, I'm like, fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. Hey, Luke, let's go get a scissor lift. Okay. And then Luke, like, did, like, this, uh, like, graphic design geometric thing where we, like, mm -hmm. scanned out, like, hey, well, you know, what are these angles? And, uh, and then, shit, we actually did it. But we were, like, two weeks on a scissor lift, which is funny because we got really good at scissor lift slalom yeah. as we were driving it around at full extension trying to, like, get around the beams. Yeah. Oh, I just like not OSHA van. approved. Yeah. So right next to like the go lever is like lower before you go. And he's like, wah. I'd wait for text to like be putting something up. Just wah. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and the crazy that part is, is nobody uh, fell out. We were buying up risk. Yeah. yeah that was bef BD before Dave. And then, uh, oh yeah. Well, no, Spanton showed up. It was the first time I met Dave. Mm -hmm. And I remember he showed up and he's like, this is fucking awful. I'm yeah. like, oh, huh. All right. Sure. Sounds good. Get out of here. KDS. So in closing, um, just as a re quick refresh, uh, in a less distracting format, include any sort of technical aptitude you've acquired throughout your education and experience. This could be anything from software you're familiar with uh, to driving a scissor lift <laughs> to photoshopping an extra set of two uh, extra set of abs or two inches on your biceps. And then I sent the link of this fucking dude. <laughs> And this um, guy didn't get back to us. Uh, I'm surprised. But, uh, well, what about uh, uh, one month later, he's hired by Gunnar Peterson to help out with the Lakers. So no, he's way. welcome. Uh, <laughs> I think the best email, the best email that we ever sent was that the guy that wanted to speak to the creator. The leader or the creator? Yeah, the yeah. leader or the creator. This guy sends an email that he wants to speak to the creator. So Luke and I are driving in the car, and I, can't, I think we were going to Sacramento for a seminar. And so we crafted this email where Luke sent this guy on a pretty interesting adventure. And I already know what this looks like. One person's driving. There's a movie playing that's up on the dashboard. It's Luke has his phone. He's getting back to the guy on email while watching the movie, while also thinking he's in the movie and driving like Fast and Furious. And there's In and Out Burger. And there's and then he's got he's got like a double double in his lap. Yeah, and a, and a chocolate milkshake, <laughs> which is the standard like travel food we get up. We're like get in the car. We're like, uh, anybody up for In and Out Burger? Everybody's always like, yeah. Other than. Hinsman. This one. That's not Hinsman's true. Hinsman's like, do we have to eat it in and out every Excuse time? Excuse me, I don't have the metabolism of a giant dude. It's not uh, you also I'm ordered right vegetables at Fogo de Chao. My, okay, let's just say. Do we go to Fogo de Chao? Contact. I shit you not. I mean, and she goes. I'm on your side. That she goes, one do you have a plate of vegetables? That I don't know if I want any meat. Let me just explain something to you. Context. Let me just explain something to you. <laughs> talking to all she's, of you. She's turning everybody. around and looking at everybody. Everybody here. When you have traveled so much and every single fucking meal is meat. It's not a choice at a certain point that you need vegetables. Hang Your on, body is, is craving uh, it. Dude, I just watched this whole thing on the carnivore diet. No. Which is just really the rich guy want to eat New York's fucking every meal diet. And that guy's healthy. You yeah. can no. do it. Seems no, 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 no. Your, your cat's a fucking carnivore. Or he was. <laughs> Rest in peace. Wow, <laughs> oh, Papa I. Another jab. Another cat jab. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> anyway. That's it. That's, it was, a, that's what I would say. It was a nice salad bar. <laughs> yeah, it was a good salad <laughs> It was a great bar. salad bar. Yeah. You pull, up, pull up the email. Let's hear about Geppetto. In a second. I will have to say, after you sit and eat 
four to six pounds of really salty meat, and you, you're in bed, you can't sleep, and you're thinking there, and you're like, I bet... Callie's sleeping. <laughs> sleeping like a fucking angel. I'm sleeping angel. completely horizontal, face up. You mean hanging from the ceiling? Just... <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep the blood to <laughs> prevents wrinkles from. Uh, as I tell my daughters when I comb their hair, I'm like, it hurts to be beautiful. Mel Hensman. Mel Hensman. Yeah. My mom. So uh, Kelly's mom used to you know, brush her hair and like they're Nazi, like rip it. She's like, ow. She's like, it hurts to be beautiful. So she tells me the story. So I go yeah. to uh, brush my daughter's hair and they're like, ow. I'm like, it hurts to be beautiful. Mel Hensman. Melody. She's like, Who who's, that? who's Mel Hensman? I'm like, it's Kelly's mom. They're like, who the fuck is Kelly? I'm like, the chick with the rocks. They're like, oh, yeah, we love her. Okay. And then I just keep brushing their hair. Uh, a lot of Hensman isms. Yeah, so uh, Callie collects rocks, and so now my daughter, Jamie, collects rocks. She'll like, come in, she's like, look at this one. So I got her a rock polisher. Mostly meth now. No, oh. oh, that's good. <laughs> so now we have to polish rocks periodically. She brings them in, and now we have a rock polisher. So it's kind Aww. of our... Yeah. Good. All right, pull up that email. I'm, I'm searching little, for it. I can't believe I can't... those rocks here. That's are Texas you, rocks. You want at it, was it in uh, Cross the Football? How are they? I think it was... You know what? Um, I actually was uh, looking for go-karts on craigslist so i was trying to find go-kart frames so we could bend some tube and then actually race go-karts and try to do bumper cars here on the property on the yeah like literally like so like you pull up you park your car and you get in your go-kart and then you have to fucking drive to the office in your go-kart but but what i do is i set up obstacles and like pitfalls and like hijinks which i think I'd be, i would it get you like very Mario quickly Kart. i'll be fine as long as it's not for time well, so what I was going to do is put like a pitfall. I was going to do a bunch of stuff. And so then you have to park your car and then race your go-kart to the office. So I've been looking for go-karts. John, you're, you, you are going to physically get inside of a go-kart. Well, it's going to be a big go-kart. So uh, like a, Bowser, a normal hey, size Bowser's car. fine. Donkey Kong, like they're Civic. fine. But, but so imagine like a go-kart. And then what we do is we take the tube bender and we bend tubes and kind of make them indestructible. And then you have to navigate to the office based off of the directions that I send you. So, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Mar- like, Oh, it's going to be fucking Dave, awesome. Mario Dave is currently buying down this risk. <laughs> right, but so, so like, I, I imagine Nana McQuilkin gets in her go-kart, yeah. and I'm going to send her down by the creek. She's got to go far side of the creek and then somehow navigate <laughs> over how, the creek. How am I her in this situation? Right? But, but the thing, what I'm going to do is I'm going to build the jump, so he has to jump over the creek to get to the office. Get some air? And then, uh, yeah, yeah. so... Uh, but I was looking, at, and there's these scammers that are trying to like hustle people into shit. So I email them. I'm always like, "Hey, how much for the go kart?" And they're like, "Oh, Scam you need the to, scammers. yeah, you need to buy something." Like they give you these like elaborate things. I'm like, "What's your fucking address? I'm going to show up with fucking food stamps." <laughs> and I try to engage these people, and then they're like, "Ah, we don't take food stamps." I'm like, "Would, would you take a credit card from a third party <laughs> in China?" I'm like, just fuck with them. But speaking of foreign transactions, here's a foreign email from Mikola Havrilov. Uh, in, written in Ukrainian, which I speak, slash Google Translate. Hi, how can I meet with the owner of the company for the negotiations? <laughs> Subject, negotiations. From so good. entrepreneur Mikola Havrilov in Barcelona. Why it's in Ukraine, who knows? So the response, <laughs> Mikola, thanks for reaching out. The journey to the owner is representative of the negotiations ahead of us and can only be described with one word. Oh, God. So first of all, the email he sent you was one line. Perilous. And I'm looking at what you sent. <laughs> it's like five paragraphs. One hey, word. Easy, Budinsky. Let him finish. <laughs> Perilous. <laughs> 
The path begins at the entryway of the Basilia e Temple ex... Uh, I googled this part. De la Sagrada Familia, which I have been to. The yeah. church is epic. Yeah. No, in Barcelona, because cool. he's in Barcelona. It's creative, yeah. right? Uh, there you will find an out-of-place But you went there post-email. That is true. There you will find... <laughs> to look for Geppetto, actually. <laughs> there you will find an out-of-place sheep herder leading a stray dog by a rope. He will be wearing a tattered brown overcoat adorned with an olive green sash. Ask this man to point you in the direction of the flamingo. He will signal you a driver. Shortly thereafter, a 1980 white uh, Pigu, Pigu, how, no, Peugeot. Peugeot, thank you, John. Yeah. A white Peugeot 505 will arrive. Your driver's name is Geppetto. So he will provide you with a change of clothes, a briefcase, and a duffel bag. It is imperative that you do not open the briefcase. Geppetto will take you to the Port Barcelona. It, to was, a, it, was, a little, it was a really long drive. To a ship named Ricardo Ricardo. <laughs> Where were we going? North. Yeah. This sounds like the plot of Sacramento. the Sacramento. No, you'll. Some of my uh, lost fans will recognize that the plot in a second. Playing while the- uh, <laughs> to a ship named Ricardo Ricardo. Board this ship. Look no one in the eye, intern. And if anyone greets you, respond with only good day to you. The voyage will last approximately six months. Upon disembarking, open the duffel bag. In there you will find a typewriter. A handwritten <laughs> hand- <laughs> collection of Talk to Me Johnny and a Stargate divider. In order to meet our owner, we will require you to translate the entire Talk to Me Johnny collection to Spanish and Ukraine. Every 12 hours, a beeping alarm will sound on the Stargate divider. You will need to enter the following code sequence into the Stargate divider's touchpad. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. To submit this code, hit the pound key, a.k.a. hashtag. You'll have exactly three minutes to do this. This will continue for 12-hour cycles for the remainder of your trip. Whatever you do, do not skip entering this code. The consequences will be dire. A ship hand named Lucius will be providing you with food and water throughout the voyage and will keep you safe. As the Ricardo Ricardo passes the 25th northern latitude, Lucius will prepare a vessel for you to take your next journey. He will accompany you on your trip to the coast of Miami, Florida in the USA. As you reach the coast, our courier, Nathaniel Bergenstein, will be waiting for you. Show him the briefcase and your translated copies of Talk to Me Johnny, assuming the briefcase has not been tampered with and the translations are acceptable, he will provide you with the exact time and location where the negotiations will be held. Godspeed. Raven. Raven, of course. My response to that email (laughs) just says, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) This is Feb 18, 2016, 4.08 p.m., approximately one hour later. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, They said yes? And then for some reason, I sent this to fucking Tom Incladon. Thank you. Well, the weird part is Tom Inkledon is Geppetto. Well, I, I, I mean, he walks around in a tattered brown overcoat with a green olive sash and then, with a uh, dog on a rope. 19 September 2017, this guy hits up John on LinkedIn or something, mm-hmm. right? Hi, how can I meet with you? That's For the your ne- ringtone, Callie? For do the negotiations. <laughs> what the fuck was that? What was it? Oh, my God. All right, well, I'm going to call Callie right now because we got to hear that. No, she's putting out silent, dude. No. You, is this a story you can tell? 
What? No, it's not, that is the entire story. No, the story about the dude the who knows guy. you from oh, Google? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so okay. Kevin, what, what is it? You gave the guy your business card and he Googled you? So, Hang so, on. Yeah. yeah. So, Let- so there uh, was a guy that actually, um, my old partner, Lexi, who's here this weekend. Woo! Woo! Shut up. Uh, <laughs> we arrested this guy who was breaking into a car and um, he was a total dick to us at the time. And um, so, you, you know, I, in his property, I gave him the case number and I put my last name, Officer Hinsman, and my serial number and all that stuff. And he's released, and probably maybe like three weeks later, I'm doing a traffic stop downtown, and I'm talking to the driver, and he just comes out of nowhere. And I knew I had seen his face, but I didn't remember exactly who he was. And he said, Callie Hinsman! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, can you hold on just a second? And he is like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait, no problem. And he's just hanging out, and he's... A uh, 100% homeless person and drug addict, like meth addict. But he um, he says, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wait, no problem, no problem. So I, yeah, yeah exactly. A lot, a lot of face scratching. These like, damn fucking flies are on my face. It's like two in the morning. I eventually, start talking to him, and he's like, hey, I just want to tell you, uh, you know, strength and conditioning. I've seen you, and you know, I googled you, and I saw you online. And, you know, good work. You're doing some real powerful stuff out there. And I'm like. <laughs> He's not blinking, by the way. His eyes are wide open, and he's just like, yeah, strength petition, big, big fan, big fan. Keep up what you're doing. That power athlete thing's going places. Keep up what you're doing. Doesn't say the word power athlete. Cut to one week ago. One week ago, I'm sitting there in my car. uh, My partner's sitting next to me doing some paperwork on the computer, and I'm just like, and um, I hear this guy. Like, almost like, you know, a Groundhog Day, where they're like, neighbor! He's like, Callie? Callie Hinsman? Ned? 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 Ned Ryerson? Ned Ryerson? Yeah, so he's like, he like, his, so side, uh, side view of the passenger side window, he doesn't even, like, walk by. He just takes his whole body and leans over, like, (laughs) Callie Hinsman? And I'm like, you old son of a bitch, you! And my partner is like, and I'm like, hey, you <laughs> guy. He's like, hey, just checking in again. Wanted to let you know. Checked out powerathletehq.com. Great stuff. Great website. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, not blinking. And I said, and I'm like in shock. I'm like, you did? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, just you guys got some really great content. And I'm thinking to myself, like, all of the things, all the questions are coming at once. First of all, you don't have a fucking phone. You are, you are wearing two different shoes. I'm like, I'm, like, baffled. And he knows Power Athlete, and he's like, yeah, you guys got great content. Love what you're putting out there. Uh, I love Grindstone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, Grindstone's epic. He's like, dude, uh, the fact that it's, uh, you know, this, like, kind of flexible program, yeah. I just get my mandatory days in two Days a week. I'm up 14 days in a row. He's like, he's like, you, you know what's crazy? I did all six weeks in 14 days. <laughs> yeah. And the, but the, he's, he's amazing. And the weirdest thing is that he didn't like linger weirdly. He's like, hey, just wanted to say hey, and you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. It just walks off normal. I'm like, these are our people. Callie, what's his address so we can send him a shirt or something? He doesn't have an address. Mm. He's homeless. Well, that's going to be difficult. Well, He's, does he have a P.O. box? He, he goes to the library. Well, we know where to send it. Yeah, send what? that. No, well, Callie you know what we need to do? To just, it you take, yeah, just take it with you and you see him. You're like, oh, I got your shirt. Yeah, I want to get him a shirt now, but I also don't want to potentially... Lead him on. Stoke the weird fire. No, I mean he. I mean, 
He's a good-looking guy. I'm not gonna <laughs> He's in good shape. Yeah, very uh, vascular guy. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting because this you, we, we've talked a lot at Power Athlete about broadening our reach, you know, and just trying to get in touch with the masses. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I think that this... That is juxtaposed. No. That is juxtaposed to what Harry Hepensol's vision is. Oh, really? About is being fucking elitist. No, no. We've reached... Harry's, not even, Harry's not even here. Harry, He's back Harry's in his room being so elite. The vision. Yeah, Kelly, yeah. I think uh, now is a good time to announce our new program, Derelict. <laughs> <laughs> Zoolander joke for the people uh, who are funny. Derelict. <laughs> Dean's just wearing a trash bag. Yeah. Uh, he's like tra- can, he's like you can dare leak my balls. Capitan. You got trash can deadlifts, <laughs> three by ten. Find the heaviest trash can lift it. Oh God! Oh huh? God! Uh, Alyssa last night was asking us like some of our funniest calls and stuff, and I have to say, uh, does Alyssa live here in Austin? She lives in Austin. Yeah. Really? When did she move here? Uh, about year? six months. Uh, maybe a year she ago, left Newport. She was fucking Newport to the bone. She was the queen. No, she. I remember yeah. we went. I I remember when uh, we went out to the uh, to the goose. We walked in and they were oh, like, God. literally. I. Uh, so you guys have seen boop, Norm, boop, boop, boop. Norm from Cheers. We literally walked in and everybody in the place was like. And she's just fucking dabbing her. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Kelly's a fucking everybody mayor of this place. place. Everybody and then all of a sudden, Alyssa comes in, and she's like fucking dancing like it's a fucking red carpet, and people are high-fiving her, giving her drinks. I'm like, do you guys come here a lot? Yeah, bartender no. first time. <laughs> bartender frisbee sunglasses right under her head with one lens missing. Yeah, yeah that's a All fact. of a sudden, they're like, ladies, the usual? Like they, fucking dublets double in each hand? I'm like, Jesus those Christ. Those are prescription lenses, Luke. You know, <laughs> I, know. I need those to see. Yeah, <laughs> the prescription is to lose them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's lots, a good one. That's a good. We were telling her though last night, like not too long ago, we saw two dudes. We just rolled up on the corner. We saw two dudes. One a very well known meth user, but like they were both in a normal sized trash can, like a what, normal. They trash were both can. inside both. the trash can. It's so good. Paint, you got to paint the it's picture. It's so good. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so good. It's one thirty in the morning, probably on like a Monday or something. <laughs> They're at the corner. It's a Macy's department store. No one in sight. Two dudes. I shit you not. Doing headstands, their legs are up. Both of their legs are up. <laughs> they're facing away from each other, so their gle- legs are on either side. Like they're B to B. They're butt to butt. Yeah, yeah B to B, not yeah. D to D. Not D to D. Just doing a headstand in the same trash can. <laughs> just and we just, I just turn the video on it and I just watch it for a good. And they're like wiggling around. They're yelling. You know, it's so hold bizarre. On, hold on, hold on. What? Size trash can, like a trash well, can. Well, it's like a regular size, a regular size trash yeah, can. Yeah, so like a like, five, like we got in the shop. Yeah, like a green, um, like a green one that you put your long clippings in, or something yeah, like, like that. a fifty-five gallon one. All right, a need, round one. We're looking for two volunteers in the audience <laughs> for a reenactment. Yeah, they were doing. Yeah. So. Uh, so I so I get in the PA and all I say is just it's like dead silent oh, they, there they and all I say is, what in God's name are you doing? On, on, <laughs> Fucking handstands, you judgmental yeah. fucking asshole. And then you see the thing, and it, it just, like, teeters games. and falls over. Maybe they're trying to be elite. And one guy just goes, I sh- I'm not lying. One guy just goes rolling, log rolling Was like one this. of them Greg Glassman? <laughs> What's that? Was one of them Greg Glassman? <laughs> no. There were, there were no Bud Light cans in sight, so uh-huh. it couldn't have been him. Of course. He's a Coors. Coors, Coors man. Yeah, yeah, Coors man. Health first. Was he, was he wearing silk pajama bottoms? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Now who are we talking about? Well, I mean, that's what Gigi rolls around in. <laughs> yeah. No. But anyway. Yeah, I, I popped out of my original, uh, what was it? Uh, what do you call it? Studio. Original studio apartment in Newport because going to take the trash out like mm. the week, the night before. I Ash. remember you called me. Do, don't you remember? Yeah. So Luke's moving to Newport. <laughs> yeah. He asked Ben Oliver, hey, I'm looking at this place. Can you go check it out? 
Mm-hmm. Ben Oliver's like, yeah, it looks great. Did Ben Oliver go look at it? This was cr- fuck no. I know that place. It, yeah, no, it's so dude, bad. You, yeah. dude, you, you lived told in the me projects. Before I came out, not yeah, to yeah. go there. No, yeah, I, yeah. I remember when Luke's like, oh, uh, you know, Ben said it was fine. I was like, I think that's the projects. And fucking Ben never yeah, went and looked it was, at that place. It was pretty rough. Their neighbors were really rough. So what? You went to go throw away trash, and it, it was just, like two homeless guys humping in the bathroom uh, or in the like, trash room, huh? What, I believe it's filleting. Is filleting? Fellatio? Fellatio. Yeah. Male on male So like, fellatio. oh, like not double pepper cracking. No, standing 69. <laughs> 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 stand? So CrossFitters, effectively. Yeah, I think so. They yeah. were wearing nanos. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Gotta get that arch support. We still have the fucking uh, CrossFit uses or uh, Reeboks used to send us stuff. <laughs> McQuilkin shows up, his work fucking boots, nanos. Yeah. I'll be like, dude, we're like pe- putting in nails, building shit. He's uh, like, they're I got my nanos on. They're my fucking work boots. There, there's allegedly some Kevlar or something in there that they advertise. Yeah, for rope climbing. Uh, I didn't check that. Uh, out. That's a, you, you know what? Maybe if we got you work boots, you wouldn't show up when the work was done. Get you a little there early. Ooh, the blister. Where's MCK? So like you guys, uh, do you guys see uh, the lockers over there? There are code names over there. AK, one of them's <laughs> the blister. That's what you were doing over there, you sneaky little <laughs> bastard. The cornucopia. Yeah, the cornucopia. Accept it. Yeah. <laughs> So we have code of names. emotions. Yes. Luke is the cornucopia of emotions. Yeah. We have a little What's sliding wheel. We don't really know what's going to Some days he's great. Other days he's not. Some, like, some days the earth is flat. Some days it's round. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. Everything matters. Nothing matters. Who knows? Yeah. Man, we got the blister. And then we got what's the wheel? What does the wheel say today? Emo. I'm just glad I spelled nothing cornucopia. Matters. It, just exactly. Exactly uh, how I feel. Yeah, nothing matters. Did it Brian, spin? Go ahead it, felt, and it feels that like it spins. I can't hear it. It feels like things matter now. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, someone's got happy. That. Go ahead and change it. It's like happy, nothing matters. They're extremes. Happy, so people, in happy. case you were, yeah, we have, a, I guess, a live gym audience here, right? In case Wait, our listeners right now. Give me like a woo. Woo. It's getting edited out. Boom, 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 boom. Does anyone have any Whoa. questions for the do, podcast? Do I spot MCK drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade? I haven't seen those since Go college. Go, girl. <laughs> Straight bourbon. Straight bourbon. Also, yes. I haven't seen that since Okay, college. but that's a really confusing location for a Mike's Hard Lemonade if it's not yours. Oh, uh, yeah. Yoder? Are you Yodes? the Mike Hard? Who's drinking Zanus? that fucking Mike Hard? Uh, it's probably Xanus. Whose is that? That's a hilarious Dr. Placement. Tom. Oh, uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Tom analyze those, and they're 100% yourself. protein. Protein. Dennis Dolan just walked in the building. It's got to be him. Dole D, are you drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade? If no one's going to drink that, I'll, I mean. <laughs> I, I can drink. I just don't like things to go to waste. with it. You can. Anyone have a Zima? Just really want to know if I can have it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm asking. Uh, well, there's, where there's sweet, one, there's five more, nectar. you know? Well, we got some good guests. We're, we've been. Um, They're all gone. Oh They're done. God. We did it already. I'm so excited. Uh, we've been trying to get Mike O'Hearn on uh, the podcast. Well, no. Looks like the podcast staying on. God damn it. He, I'm, dude, we got to get but Mike we're O'Hearn not on. any closer. No, no. Actually, actually, we are. We've been emailing back and forth. Yeah? He's now following me on Instagram, oh, so things you, are getting pretty serious. Who you think? The only problem is I, I, I realized okay, today that my Instagram is awful because, uh, like, all we started posting was, like, truck shit. And I'm like, ah, oh, I was like, weird. I got to start posting some workout videos. People yeah. are like, are you guys like strength conditioning guys? I'm like, I know we've been working on this truck for 30 days. I want you to take, I want you to, okay. I want you to take this Mike O'Hearn thread and just keep pulling, keep pulling. Cause I want to see just how close. You know what's probably, it's probably going to require. You know I mean? We're probably going to have to go to LA 
and like go That's like fine. see him or do like we're, we're but maybe we he gotta wants, get out there. We're going. Maybe going, you guys exchange back, like back. body fat pics, like where it's like I'm good. He's know, fucking shredded. I know, but dude, he, he's in great shape and he's like so vascular and his face is so, so smooth. Tan, that jaw and his jaw teeth line. are so white. It's, they look like chiclets. Yeah, well, it's because he does that frog thing still, doesn't he? Dude, all I know is that dude's been in like phenomenal shape for like thirty years. If you guys don't know who he is, Google him right now. Wait, Michael Hearn is. Does like, anyone not dude, know who Michael Hearn is? That guy's a fucking savage. He was he was the type gladiator. He was a gladiator. Yeah, he was Titan on American the, Gladiators. He no, he was in the movie Gladiator who started it. <laughs> no, he's way too good looking for that. Are you talking about Russell Crowe? Is that not who we're talking about? Uh, dude, Love I'm kind of I'm I'm really liking the bass on this thing. I'm actually kind of a oh yeah, come come on the kick drum. Yeah, see how stable and sturdy this podcast well, table was. Well, it used what, to shake. What I like is that the bass years. goes in far enough. So like I remember I used to whack my knee all the time on the other mm-hmm. bass. So I'm actually kind of pumped on this. When one. you would whack it, we'd have to catch it because <laughs> what are you talking? Wait, are you whacking, <laughs> whacking and catching? Yeah. Oh, uh, next next up. I swear, I was in there washing my hair. Don't do that. Shut it down. Don't do that. Let's go home. It was just okay, and, and you know it. that was episode 290. <laughs> uh, the final episode. She ain't we a got lady. pulled off the air. It's kind of like Rob Wolf. Does he still have a podcast? Uh, we'll ask Nobody him. knows. We'll ask him if he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we really gauge our success for the Power Athlete Symposium, whether or not Rob Wolf cancels on us right before. <laughs> Every year, Rob's like, I'm in, I'm in. And then he cancels. And then the symposium goes awesome. And then it goes awesome. Yeah. So this year, Rob's like, uh, hey, are you guys having a symposium? I'm like, yeah, you're always invited. We want you to come as long as you cancel Please like 24 cancel. hours beforehand. Please. So I hit him up the other day. I'm like, you going to cancel? He's like, no, I still, I still think I'm in. I'm like, So Fuck. sorry in advance. Well, we've been advertising him as a speaker for four years. Uh, maybe longer. <laughs> and Rob Wolf's going to be here. No, we, he's not. All we're saying is that he does speak. He is a person with the ability to <laughs> verbalize his thoughts. We're not saying he's going to uh, be at the dude, symposium. Uh, I was kind of going over my Talk to Me Johnny. So we're doing um, kind of, you know, obviously you guys saw the Talk to Me Johnny format we had last year. But uh, I think I have five Talk to Me Johnnies. Six. Oh, God. You'll be fine. Everything's fine. Six. Everything's fine. And uh, I got Tate Fletcher which I'm totally fucking excited to get. Oh, my with. editing dream, <laughs> dude. When we had Tate Fletcher on the podcast, so Tate comes up, uh, he like walks into the to old power athlete, sits down, like three and a half hours later, which I got no fucking idea what we talked about. I know his mom like knocks on the window, and I'm like, "Who's that?" He's like, "That's my mom." I'm like, "You brought your mom?" He's like, "Yeah, she's been in the car this whole time." Oh my I'm God. like, "I'm like, dude, your mom's been in the car for three and a half hours." She's like, "She's fine. She probably just took a nap." I'm like, does she want to come in? He's like, no, she's cool. I'm like, all right. And so... Uh, Man, that was fucking forever ago. No. Oh, no, it was like six months ago. It was well, yesterday. no, it wasn't. No, no. <laughs> that was, I just can't believe... It's like 170-something, 180-something, I think we had him on. I just can't believe we've done this many podcasts. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, I, I've done less than you guys. Because well, I'm only a special guest. <laughs> yeah, I know your feet... Features <laughs> guest. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Luke in Texas, host of the podcast with yeah, feature guest hey, John Wellborn. We made it. We did it. Dude, this has been amazing for going to conferences and, like, making friends. I love it. Thanks, John. <laughs> John didn't do anything. It's Denny K. It's we should Denny be thinking Kay. Denny K and he's Steve Plattick. He's uh, the one Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. That, that's uh, awesome. Dude, dude, Denny was the best. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Like the old Chris Farley or Chris. Wow, I can't remember. Yo, you remember? Yeah. Right. Remember? Remember when? Bruce Willis. Yeah. The glass. <laughs> That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> That's Denny K in a nutshell. All right, so what's the deal? Like, what are we going to do with this? Are we just going to keep doing this podcast, or are we just going to, like, get to the yeah. end of it? No, there's no end. 
So oh, you crazy. mean the oh today's? No, I just like, I yeah. No, there's like, no like like, like we're through the. Yeah. What's the end game of the podcast? Get out uh, the long con. the rock. The podcast. Here, if we get the rock, is that our final episode? No, yes. no, 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 no. That no. would be awesome. No. All right. Yeah. So, here's, here's, so here's my deal. Right? I already, can I, I say we get Mike O'Hearn, right? And then we get uh, nobody because we got Gunner on, and then we got to get Jen Wiederstrom, and then we'll get the rock. No, no, bacon then the rock. No, 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 no. So, am I wrong? My long con. And The Rock is part of this plan. Trust me. So we get over. You're what? The Rock's part of this. My long con. What the hell is that? A long con's like a con, but it's Gina, not short. It's longer. Oh. Gina Carreno. Oh, I got it. Got Gina it? Carreno, Dreamweaver. <laughs> We get O'Hearn. <laughs> she was a gladiator with O'Hearn. She was also a co-star with The Rock. In what movie? In Fast Great movie. Six. <laughs> Fast Six. She so dies. the best is so the best is uh, I, I see text today and he's got the truck fucking full of trash <laughs> and he looks over he's like one less job. I'm like, Don't tomorrow we got another. So text used to live at this apartment complex and so um, because they have uh, public trash I would just load all of the it's shit no, we had no, to throw away. It's, not, away public. it's, it's not, not public. It's not public. It's well, no, he's paying whoa, whoa, whoa. there. It so is. The, uh, uh, yeah, public. so so I would just throw random shit in the back of Texas truck. He'd be like, "What do you want me to do?" So I'm like, "Throw it away." And so he would drive and just throw shit. DJ was like, "Oh, no, I'd go home <laughs> and throw shit on the way home." Yeah, because like, you live there and you're entitled to do whatever. So you want the problem is, he's moved out, and I'm still like in the opposite direction. You got one last job, suckers, every day. <laughs> Dude, do you know how much shit DJ he fucking collects things, and we got to get rid of them. He's right behind you. <laughs> Yeah, but he's on his phone. Uh-huh. Collecting things. <laughs> he's like, I bought a bunch of shit on eBay. He's like, cool, if I park it outside, I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. He's going, he needs a trailer to pick something. He's like, hey, we got a truck, but we bought four more trucks to rip that those trucks apart. Because four trucks make one truck. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm fucking in. It's addition by subtraction, John. Think about it. Uh, well, the, the crazier part, it's cheaper to buy a complete truck than it is to buy parts. Mm-hmm. What? So, uh, yes, dude, a la carte model. So, so your truck, I would literally fucking tear that thing apart. Like I saw that thing and I was like, "Ooh, bring that thing! Skirtful. I will fucking take that thing." <coughs> so, Callie, uh, yeah, yeah, what what has Hinsman got? Ever since I put oil in it, runs great. So mm. Callie calls Didn't me and she's that, like, huh? yeah, "Oil and gas." And who knew? <laughs> Callie's like, "I'm looking at this '84 C10 long bed." I'm like, "Oh God, two wheel yeah. drive, parallel parking that right bitch all over and town." She, and she's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, oh, "It's a terrible truck." She's like, "Well, I bought it." I'm like, "Well, I guess we're living with it <laughs> you now." Know, you see, so you were like, "Whatever you do, don't buy." Dot dot dot. And then I was like, "I bought it." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "It's so cheap. I can get another one if it sucks." Yep. I'm like, "Oh well, that sounds like DJ." Just- <laughs> Crushing it with my side and hustle. She's like eighteen hundred bucks. I'll fucking get them all day. <laughs> yeah, it's it like editing great. two podcasts. Yeah, that's it. Now, do well, you drive it? I do drive it every day. Yeah. Every day, mm-hmm. so not just I your bicycle. Mm-hmm. It's like walking the dog. Take it out every day. But, I, but you like to go camping and shit. Like I thought you wanted to go hiking. So why don't you get a four wheel drive? I don't know. I just feel like. Hey Tex, have you ever put your truck, truck in four wheel drive? Starter truck. No. Yeah. I was thinking that. Tom has a four wheel drive Jeep, so it's. Who's Tom? We can say, Tom's my boyfriend. Oh, uh, really? A Jeep? Tom can. Yeah, he's a. It's four wheel drive though. I think. <sighs> so it gets places. But we're, we're not really Jeep people. You are we, now, buddy. The collective we here. This is the cult thing that I was talking about earlier. Holy. <sighs> There's kind of like I mean I like dude like. Does Tom Jeep wave? So all I remember <laughs> was are when we used sure? to train. So when we used to train at the at the twelve. 
Do you remember I, the? I am oh. very so, familiar. So like. I was kind of indifferent about Jeeps until that dude with the blonde hair at the 12 had that like uh, awesome modern Jeep. warfare Jeep on 40s. And he's like, yeah, I got about $120,000 into this Jeep. But he was a There's a lot of people here who probably have Jeeps. Uh, yeah, cool like, I, that's fine. Raise your hand but if you have like, a Jeep. Yeah. Okay. But oh, like, oh, the, the Zamborn makes sense. The guy, <laughs> the guy was like, yeah, man, I got this modern warfare Jeep. I put like $26,000 into Curry axles or Dynatrax axles, and I did this and this. And I'm just like, dude, that's fucking crazy. He's like, that's 12 years of training here. <laughs> and then he was trying to slip us roofies. But we got a, we got a safety squad bar out of them. Well, little did you know, those don't work on you, so... Mm. Impervious. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm impervious. To that Definitely shit. works on me. <laughs> that much. Oh yeah. Yeah. You remember when? Uh, was wasn't it fucking? Uh, you talked about crackers in the last one. You Maybe. about how you didn't. Will? I think I'm good uh, wait, 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 wait. You were Cassidy's. Will showed up. You got roofied. Whoa, and then Nate stop fucking- right there. <laughs> You were Cassidy's. No one roofied you. You probably had like six white Russians and like 12 beers. Who are you, the fucking dude drinking white Russians? <laughs> no, standard opening order. Six white Russians, fucking six Moscow Baker's mules, 10 minutes. dozen of Caucasians, and here we are. Make a hell of a Caucasian, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like uh, ever since then, dude. Like any guy that fucking shows me a receipt, (laughs) dude. So the guy, the dude from uh, the twelve, comes in. I remember there at six in the morning. He comes in with a receipt from Dynatrex for twenty six thousand dollars. And he just showed you. Yeah. So impressive. He was like, "Hey, hey, dude." uh, Was he fully erect? I just got new axles for my modern warfare Jeep, and he shows me the receipt, and it says Dynatrex, which is fucking like the Gucci of axles. Question Dana nine. sixty, Dana eighty, rock jocks, twenty six thousand yeah. dollars with fucking lockers, and I'm looking at it like, why the fuck are you showing me this at six a.m. on a Tuesday morning? He's like, yeah, dude, I thought you dig this. I'm like, what, uh, John, did he call it my twenty six thousand dollars my Jeep or my modern war- warfare Jeep? No, like, he just called it my modern warfare. Isn't yeah. that a oh um, video, it's game. Even worse. video game? So Jeep don't part- they have a Halo as well? Jeep partnered up with Modern Warfare and they made this addition yeah. to the Jeep, which was like a, yeah. a four door Jeep thing. Yeah. And the dude was like talking to me about this thing because he saw me pull up in yeah. the Blazer, and uh, I was like, dude, I, I like you guys crack each other's pepper. Or what? <laughs> <sighs> you know, I mean, <laughs> what was one, this, one last what was job. <laughs> job. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that guy, ever since then, I'm like, uh Yeah, that's why you love that place so much, you get all the attention so, so, So Tom has a modern warfare Jeep? No. Oh. It's a standard, run-of-the-mill. Like, I could see, like, a CJ5, sing, a CJ7, <laughs> CJ5, 80s Jeep, you know, that type of thing. No, it's not excessive. Does Alyssa still have her uh, her Jeep? No, she sold that when she, yeah, when, before she left California. She had a really cool one. I like yeah, those, no, she uh, had a straight six in that. I like it those fire, The fucking wiring was hacked, but. I like those Cherokees, like DJ's girl has. Yeah. Those are dope. Hey, so I got a question for you. The truck broke down. Whose? Uh, mine. Was it oil? One day. No, it wasn't oil, to my knowledge. Okay. And uh, so I take it to, don't be mad at me. Jiffy Loop? Midas. Pet boys. Oh. Pet boys. And a couple of oh. boys, not men, fixed my car. However, when I went to uh, drive it away... Now when I hit the brakes, the right turn signal comes on. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not kidding. It was not like that before. I drove it for like a month before that. It sounds like that. a Pinto. So, yeah. so, so what was wrong with the car originally? So now I look like an asshole. No, no. So, so what was wrong, originally wrong with the car? Now I'm braking and taking right turns every second. What was originally wrong with yeah, the what car? The, what was the repair? Uh, the, the original repair was the ignition coil was replaced. Okay. So the starter. Yeah. 
and some other ignition stuff. So there was a thing that was melted. <laughs> so I said, "Show me the parts," and I had no idea what they were. So the dudes at Pet Boys diagnosed your car yeah. or your truck. Yeah. DJ, you know what's going on with this one? He didn't know. No, he fucking knows. He's he like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a canuder valve. Coming, it's was, a muffler bearing. Are you ball bearings? All ball bearings I came days. from a training, so too. Break, she hits the brakes and the turn and signal goes the right turn That's a wiring issue. Yeah, it's wires. It's wires. You don't know anything no, about these so wires. No, so that's what she went to go get fixed was an ignition problem. Ignition problem. Car was broken down. Now, when I hit the brake, the right turn signal comes on. So, any. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a wiring problem. I could have told you that. Yeah, that's a wiring that's issue. That's like I said, it's a wiring problem. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. For like, our listeners, like it's the, a wiring problem. So, <laughs> so there's very few people that, like, so wiring is kind of like uh, Sanskrit. What? Or sorry, sorry, Sanskrit. Oh. Uh, like, few people actually understand it. One of them happens to be DJ. He's like, oh, yeah, this is no problem. You are Egyptian. Like, DJ's the type of dude where, like, ah, oh, this car won't run, and then shows up and starts the car right in front of the dude and drives it away. And he's like, oh, shit, I think they sold that thing. I've been working on the thing for six months. Oh, my God. So. Like Hoff. What you sh- boy? Oh, number one VIP attendee of the symposium. <laughs> Luke Summers. Uh, he's Hoff coming. Rossman? Yeah. Who? Hoff Ross. Okay. reveal. Whoa. Do the listeners Do know? know? I don't no. know that okay. they know. Okay. So, dude, I met his boy, CJ, who we got that crew cab from, no, which was didn't. parts on the truck. No, boy. didn't. And the best part about it is CJ confirmed that Ross Hoffman is a real person, no. not Luke Summers. Uh, Callie, Suck it, bitches. You got to tell no. the story. Suck it. Out of... Uh, yeah, exactly. Out of nowhere, this person appears on our Instagram radar and somehow uh, becomes... Party barge. Par- okay, yeah, yeah. So Luke has an obsession with uh, buying a party barge for some unknown reason. Yeah, company party barge. Off. Unknown reason? Imagine it. Unfortunately, barge. what do we do? We, party. instead of buying a party barge, we donate money to a cancer charity, which Luke has a problem with. Yeah, he's like, Hoff- I want a party barge. I'm like, we got to give it to kids with chari- like cancer. He's like, ah, maybe <laughs> next kids year. Kids with cancer like to party on barges too, John. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to put Wade's army on the side of the party barge with like say like uh, fucking uh, Blade versus San- uh, Sandstorm yeah. just all day long. Mm-hmm. Just fucking text up there with glow sticks with a shaved chest. Anyway, this guy contacts us on Instagram. It's not shaved, John. It's waxed. Uh, referencing the party barge idea, and somehow we get into an Instagram uh, group DM uh, with this somehow, guy. Somehow, dude, it's honestly genius that this guy just selected all of our uh, handles on Instagram and then just looped us into memes. Mine's not really a handle. It's I mean, my name. Yeah. Best meme. Best the, meme. The guy's, group the guy's uh, and by that guy, I mean, yeah, is, Luke's yeah, the alias. Guy, the guy's Instagram handle is Hoff Rossman. Okay. Real name of Rossman. No picture. And Brilliant. he starts. He starts Nothing instigating posted. the group of us, including uh, Luke Summers. Guy's super funny. To, <laughs> so <laughs> Callie's convinced barge. that actually it's it uh, Luke's Luke. alter ego. Well, he he doesn't post anything as no picture. He just no talks picture, to us. And they're never in the same room at the same time. What, kind of like Superman? <laughs> yeah. And Superman this one. Well, kind, like, kind of like Michael Hearn. We've never seen Tex and Michael Hearn in the same <laughs> room. Not, okay, that is not the same person. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Tex. Yeah, My I'm God. taller. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like six foot four, I think. Same no, that was making same a cast. joke, John. Oh. This would also not be the first 
a fake account that Whoa. Luke has made Callie and also <laughs> talked to us through the fake Don't tell that. That John, was incompetence. Do you remember when you bought me like uh, 300 followers on Twitter for uh, a Christmas gift? It was fucking 5,000. <laughs> 5,000 followers on Twitter so, as a gift. And I went, and honestly, truly, yeah. probably the best five minutes of my life is when I came into work that day and I checked into my Twitter account and I was like, Oh my god! So I got online. I got online and I was looking. I was like, "How do you uh, like how like how do you get more followers?" And it was like, "Oh, if you pay like twelve dollars through PayPal, we'll instantly give you like an extra five thousand followers." I'm like, "This would be a great gift for Callie." So I buy it, yeah. and all of a sudden, Callie comes in. She's like, "I have like." Like uh, fifty one hundred followers on Twitter. You guys, you guys. You she, guys. she was like losing her mind, and we didn't say anything. You're just snickering over in the corner, well, and I then mean, I'm like, this doesn't seem right. So I go checking through each Twitter follower, <laughs> and they are they all are like Tanschen or like you know like a chin. I don't know. All of these people from Asia that I've never met in my entire life. Was it you? Your name is Adam Campbell. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Kelly's like, something's rotten in Denmark. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. And then you guys were over there just laughing it up. It's so funny. Giggling, kicking our feet. Yeah. But the thing was, when we were at checkout, they had a very compelling Check upsell out. of uh, like, get 100,000 followers for just $200 more. And I'm like, John, what do you think? And he's like, I think she noticed. <laughs> like, something would definitely be up then. But no, we were, we were like, do we get 100,000 followers? Looks like... <laughs> She's gonna notice that. He's like, she'll notice. <laughs> I think she'll notice. He's 5, like, thousand, she's like, not. He's like, 5,000, she probably won't notice, but 100,000, she'll totally notice. This is our deal. And it was like 12 bucks versus 100 bucks. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I'm like debating about it. I'm like, so should up. we just get her the 5,000? And we go back and forth. He's like, let's just get her five. If she doesn't notice, we'll get her the 100. Joke's on you. I created lifelong friendships. <laughs> <laughs> so we get it, and we're like waiting. It was pretty good. Uh, dude, it was, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was uh, but funny. We, were, we, were, we were critiquing squat videos at the time, so it was like, we were, <laughs> oh, we yeah. were in parallel Just with work. Balls deep in, in work. John, don't you also own CallieHinsman.com? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Let's also talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I do own. I, I own CallieHinsman.com, LukeSummers.com, nope. ChrisMcWilkin.com. This is what Some you have to look forward to when, you're, <laughs> when, you, when you get on the payroll, he owns you. Yeah, I just buy your URL. <laughs> and then I'm like, don't make me put out like a weird square pay or a square space. I'll be like, Harry, we're going to need something incriminating. Can you put it together? He's like, oh. Cheerio, let's do it. Basil Forte. Yeah, what's an anti resume? I mean, but aren't you just going to keep shaving it just to kind of no, like I'm keep done. it up? I'm no, out. no, you're in. Well, all I know is we picked a scab, and there's something underneath there. I don't know what it is, but we're going to have to get you in therapy. I think, no. oh my God. Well, Callie can tell that story, but Jesus Christ, I was oh crying. Oh, God. He, oh, he, let's I'm, get into it. Yeah, I'm tearing like, up. Oh, my God. He has PTSD. It. Oh, he does. Yeah. He's going to start crying right now. Poor guy. I'm just, I like... (sighs) Here's the thing. Here's here's how it went down. Okay, we get to this wax job place, and there's a couple of broads standing behind the counter, and they're... Are are, are they good-looking broads? So there's a couple of broads standing behind the counter, (laughs) and they're looking at us like we're pieces of shit, because we are, but they're all, like, uh, they're um, estheticians or whatever. they're better than us. um, We were told that only one person was going to go in the room with him, and I just don't work like that, and that's the way they were talking to us. And I said, listen, lady, 
I said to her, listen. I'm a fucking cap. Only one of us is getting waxed. I don't know what the big deal is. It's not like we're all asking for your services. And she's, she says, oh, I just don't, you know, he's going to have his shirt off. It's going to be uncomfortable with multiple people in the room. I'm like, this isn't like a group sex uh, thing. That this lady's a got a waxing. camera. Like, I'm pointing oh, oh, at. Oh, yeah. Aunt? Pointing as if you're <laughs> pointing to Mel. Yeah, exactly. She's got a camera. We just met the videographer, and she's about to walk into this black so, show. So I hats I off to Harry Heptonstall, because Harry Heptonstall, <laughs> he took off his skinny jeans and puts on his big boy pants, right? And he walks right up to those two bras, and he says, look, what do I have to do to get in that room with this topless dude? And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, okay. Can you do it in his accent? Yeah, no, no, because then it makes it sound really soft. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, I'm Harry. Can you, he's like, dude? Um, he's like, we'll make it. Do you know who Dobby out. the house elf is from uh, Harry Potter? No. No. Like so, like I never. I don't. Know I watched all the Harry Potter movies with my kids, mm-hmm. uh, and there's Dobby the house elf who sounds just like Harry. Because they all have British accents. He's like, I'm Dobby the house elf. I'm like, you sound like just like Harry Heptonstall. So Harry finally convinces her, hey. He he, follower dropped. He's like, you're about to get exposure to 60,000 followers. That's what he says. And she's like, boom. No, the only reason we agreed to this is my face is not in the shot. So that's why they chose. But Tex, we know it's you. No, 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 not me. I'm like, I'm the lady. Did we get your tramp stamp in there? The lady doesn't want You know, Tex has got a small low back tattoo. He got a spring break Uh, of a butterfly. It says, just a little smaller than John's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's winking. The be the hammer joke, she's winking. I've used that Bits one before. on his little back? I've used that one before. I thought it was Seymour Butts. <laughs> so anyway, Harry, he, he's, he's throwing out the followers card. They're like, mm. And then he's like, then he drops the big one, kids with cancer. Boom. And then that. They, uh, he also said tip that I had to cover, not Harry. He was talking about wearing there. pants. Well, he only has pounds. <laughs> Either way, he's stealing. Said, he said big tip and then. Oh boy! I had to <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Okay. So anyway, she says, "Oh, fine." And she eventually, like, we go back with her. And uh, so it's myself, Harry Heptonstall, uh, Tex, shirtless on this uh, little bed, and then uh, the videographer who's walking around. And I'm thinking, this is gonna be fucking hilarious. I'm fucking stoked. And um, so, so Tex, you know, he uh, starts undressing. There's a. Uh, Does he nude up? No, he brought his own saxophonist. <laughs> Yeah. Was he wearing like uh, like underwear or like a no. uh, silk pajama bottoms? No, the soundtrack Tex, from Lost Boys. Tex had uh, read the website beforehand, and it said maybe prepare by trimming down a little bit. Well, uh, here's the problem. Let me um, let me explain this to you. So hair, okay. If if you've got arm hair, right, and you let your arm hair grow as his was, for instance, um, or chest hair, and you've got yeah, perfect, okay. So if you put a wax strip over that, yeah, the just, wax is touching all hair. Yeah, it's touching about fifty percent hair, fifty percent skin. Sure. However, he cut his hair way uh, down, maybe way way down. So he shaved. manscaped. Yeah, so now because the wax... Because the website told me to. The like, wax um, is touching like 80% skin. Is this like a sheep shorn? Like you got shorn like a sheep? Was the intern wax uh, like shaving your back? Like shaving no. you up? So she the starts... was targeted like, dress me for battle. regulars. She takes the first Not strip. Firsters. And I see blood and I'm like, I pass out. I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> no. Uh, she takes the first strip and Texas like... Is that the easy man? Yeah. So he's like, oh God. And so she... Like, this lady is, n- is not her first wax rodeo, clearly, because she was like, she does not change expression. She just starts going. She doesn't give a shit what he's doing. I paid for an hour. It took 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But let's, let's, let's be honest here. We, <laughs> we paid oh, for the classic. full upper body. Uh, yeah. And we only got we, the chest. We. Can I just well, the royal tell we. you what happened? Okay. So then she starts working. She's working horizontally, like left to right to left. Abs. She started abs, abs. to ribs. Yeah. The closer. Okay. She gets Close, closer. She got. Then she takes the strip, and at this point, Texas' face is completely red. He's. I can see him, and I. The first thing that I was like a little curious about is as she gets to his nipple, he doesn't. He's now stopped communicating with people. <laughs> he's uh, He's in a different place. I'm he's not, I'm not at, laughing. At that point, at, seriously, at that point, you just go to fucking dark place. It's like Fight Club where he's like, slide. And he's like <laughs> in his happy place. Uh, and you got to go to your pain cave. Callie's jokes were the check-in. I stopped laughing at them. <laughs> she stopped laughing at them. We knew there was a problem. So, so I And see, the weird part is Harry Heppensall had a belt around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see well one tear fall from Texas eye with his eyes closed. And I'm like, shut the camera off. <laughs> no, 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 no. She didn't say that. Not I do yet, remember not this yet, moment. Not yet. She saw that one too. And, and I go, she's get the like, camera over did here. Did you get that? <laughs> First of all. <laughs> What I'm a little disappointed with is that when she saw the tear, she just didn't fucking wind up and give him a fresh one across yeah. the face. Said, "Man, the fuck up no. and get this done." No, oh, no, no, no. Did. She gave me a That's fresh one. That's the fucking one. difference. You need to give him a fresh one. Like I'm talking, like a backhand or the the fucking one, no, two. The table fucking was John, weird. I didn't have a good angle. John, she gave me a fresh one on the sternum, hot wax, and then ripped on the worst, the worst, the worst, sternum, worse than the nipple was the sternum, straight up. So. It's because you don't have any uh, muscle there. Yeah. Straight <laughs> sunk you ripped my hair. You got that concave. Oh, like a, out the bone. like a baby bird chest. Yeah, like a, you drink soup out of it. Yeah, right? uh, like, yeah. Like, yeah I, tried like to, I tried to make that joke, honestly, for the camera, but I was just fucking crying. If Mel's still here, I need that footage. So, it was so bad. So then that was basically the beginning of the end. I grabbed his hand. And then I almost like as a, hey, this is for the camera. I'm going to hold his hand. We're going to get through this. I needed and, it. And then he, uh, he would not let go. He squeezed my hand so hard throughout the rest of the thing, and he just was bawling. Absolutely bawling. And it was, the, she told me, because I looked at so the So basically lady, what we did is we scratched a scab. We opened a wound. Maybe. Uh, for, but I asked For Texas lady, Next Deal, we have him in counseling. I he's going to go three days a week. I think this is important That's worse to know. Than the waxing. I asked the lady, I said, is this like normal? And she said, absolutely. She said, though, that she has waxed a lot of men and men who, men who get their whole body waxed, including their scrotum. And she said that oh. they all say, hands down, the chest and the sternum is far more painful than the mm -hmm. scrotum. That it is the worst. What and, about the and then Harry says, next year's scrote. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Luke Summers. Says, we gotta clarify. We're Luke's, all about research. Luke told me he's like, you know, I'm kind of curious. I'm gonna get my balls done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going full waxing. Yeah. Everything. Full scrub. Eyebrows. If like, you uh, don't full cry. I just wanted. I feel bad that he had to suffer through that. I want to suffer with the bro. Oh, but what if he got it done? It wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. Then I'd be, I guess, less shocked and curious. And he'd be like, whatever. After after she took the, the last oh. one, she goes, "That's it." She goes, that's it. And it was if she, uh, Tex, Tex was completely surprised. He thought he had a lot more to go. He goes, are well, you serious? I paid for an hour. Let's, let's just <laughs> you said, remind her of that. You said, uh, are you serious? And she said, yeah, we're all done. And then you sit up and it all just came out. Well, and you were she like, also said, uh, but it's time for touch-ups. And I was like, no, I'm fucking done. Yeah. 
What, uh, has anyone in the audience ever been waxed? Well, I, ladies. <laughs> ladies, everybody. Uh, we got the comedian. Uh, Face. Uh, no, dude, Chester Sam, uh, when Sanborn. Hey, uh, all right, okay. Kelly, how, how painful were the eyebrows when you used to go get the devil's fingertips okay, done? Okay, so I've only had my eyebrows waxed one time. So oh, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly goes You're to funny. this Indian woman no, and, don't. like, gets the threading done and comes in and, no. like, she has what's called the devil's, like, the devil's fingertips. Right. They're like a point. And we're like, why are your eyes so swollen? So you got my eyebrows okay. threaded. No, the, some lady, I think, in the mall did that a long time ago. I've only had my eyebrows waxed one time. Listen to this. Really good short story is when I was in Austin in the spring. I went down for firearms training, and I'm like, what do you do? You get your nails done. And I uh, got my nails done because it's like a nice treat for me. And the lady said, the ladies do my nails. She goes, you going to do your eyebrows tonight? And I said, what? And she said, no, you're going to wax your eyebrows. And I said, no, I don't think so. And she said, uh, why not? And I said, because I don't want to pay for that. And she said, I'll do it for free. And she grabs me by the arm, and she takes me back there, and she waxes my eyebrows for free because she thought it was a public service that she did. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, jokes. I didn't pay for it, and I came out a little bit With the the devil's fingertips. I get it. It's weird, but I can't help it. This is the way they grow. Yeah, it's just devil's fingertips. We came up at post-wax, very deep conversations. We came up Mm -hmm. with a new trend for 2019. All right. I'm sure y'all. I'm in. I'm Let's speaking hear it. to the audience. Have seen those little like finger mustache tattoos? Y'all know what I'm talking about. They all said yes. Anyway, they all said yes. In 2019, the new trend is going to be eyebrow tattoos of Callie Hinsman. Of Callie Hinsman. The devil's fingertips. And so it's really good for my confidence. She got really <laughs> angry when I mentioned this idea. I'm like Uncle Leo, just always angry. <laughs> I think it's like a Vulcan. <laughs> You look like a Vulcan from that Star Wars movie. I know. So attractive and other, <laughs> otherworldly. It's funny. It is John, funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. I like that. Really? It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do anything about them. I've tried. I, I think they look great, Cal. Yeah. I'd... You're a fucking liar because no one makes fun of me more than you about them. Whoops. Except for John. You read me like a book. <laughs> Hoff Rossman, on the other hand. Uh, dude, Hoff's going to show up tomorrow night. I, yes, Hoff is live with us, John. He's here right now, everybody. Hot Frost, man. <laughs> uh, Do we have anything else? No. So, no po- questions, Let's nothing? Because. Yeah. All right. Nothing. Symposium. Nothing. Real quick. Symposium. This is a question for the audience. Who are you most excited to see? Brad Schneider. Brad from Ben Skutnik. Yeah, he's great. So a little history on swimmer Brad Schneider. Did you see him two symposiums ago? Video. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. He's such a great dude. Yeah, so he uh, he was our cried like a closer, not our closer. He wasn't our fucking closer, and I had to close. And I even got up there and I was like, "God damn it, you should have had this motherfucker close." I gotta follow this dude. So um, without, I guess, without spoiling it, or I don't know, what disabled from IED blast, lost his sight, IED blast in Afghanistan. Yeah, and he he was a swimmer at Navy, Mm -hmm. and then went. And yeah, he was an IED guy, and he lost his eyes in an IED blast, and then he came back. So the day he lost his started- eyesight, to a year from that day, he won his first medal at an Olympic Paralympic, uh, Paralympic event. And then he saved like a hundred drowning kittens. Yeah, one year, one year later to the day of his yeah, accident. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he got up and gave it an Ooh, incredible deal. I'm getting the goosebumps. Yeah, I'm getting tingly. Uh, Oh, I you, would be getting goosebumps, but I got no gooses to bump. Oh, uh, poor tax. We'll, we'll get them for you. What about nipples hard? 
Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Doctor. Yeah. Or is it just cold? Anyone else? <laughs> I have a question, actually. No. For, for people yeah. out, uh, out here. Uno mas. Oh, you, is somebody else looking forward to somebody else? Dr. Kara Miller. Dr. Kara Miller. And Luke, we have a unique presentation for her. How are we setting up? So she, we went back and forth on presentation ideas and formats. And what we ended up landing on is she's going to do basically a live session with Adam Adam Nelson, Nelson, who is a gold Olympic gold medalist turned CFO, COO of the D10, which is a pretty big organization out of Houston that is a a fundraising charity and basically just talking about she's going to focus mostly on feedback. So a guy like Adam, who's made this transition, has doesn't have the super formal background of getting to the COO, CFO role, uh, is struggling with getting feedback from superiors and people who report to him, right? And it, we talked about it on the podcast that Kara was on with Tex, you and I, and it's going to be like a live session, and it's going to be about reframing how you work with, you manage up and manage down, and it's going to be like tactical delivery or tactical takeaways, like checkbox things for you, our audience, uh, to pursue that either from family, personal life, or your professional life. So it's going to be pretty killer. And like, she's like, I got to warn you, like, if we're going to, if we're going to select somebody to be up there, they got to be okay being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And we've just chatted with Adam Nelson, like, that guy is just a fucking bulletproof savage, and we brought it up to him. He's like, I'm fucking in. He's also uh, uh, like a highly, I mean, very passionate uh, he's an emotional dude. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you guys had, like heard him talk and, um, I mean, I've heard him speak numerous times. The only time I've ever seen him slightly rattled was when he got up to give our closing last year and he had to follow Rudy Reyes where everybody was basically going to march out and get on a fucking spaceship and fly off with David <laughs> Bowie. And, uh, it's the only time, I mean, the dude basically was thrown in the Olympics, like gold medalist, the whole deal. And he, he comes over to me after Rudy and he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. How am I going to follow that? And I'm like, what do you got? He's like, I got some gold medals in the truck. And he went out to his truck and got his gold medals and brought them in because he thought he didn't have enough horsepower to out, to out, you know, pace Ludi. Um, and uh, it was awesome. He got up and spoke and he, and, and it just, yeah, I mean, super uh, passionate, just very genuine. But extremely self-aware. Adam Nelson is very self-aware in that, like, when his whole process of going through the Olympics and sort of that feeling that uh, athletes get after they've had a whole career in something, and then that feeling afterwards when you're kind of coming down that mountain it's, of training and stuff. And it, just... it blows my mind, especially, like, like, talking to him and also Woodski and these guys where they train their entire life for, like, that fucking split mm-hmm. moment. And I always think, like, Fuck, like I, uh, I had, you know, uh, 16 weeks, seven, or, you know, 16 games in 17 weeks and had preseason and I had all these opportunities every week to perform at my mm-hmm. best. Can you imagine training your entire life? Four years in advance. For like, yeah, for four years, like this quad, they call it, to have this one opportunity and to like, you know, I mean, he, so he, the, the story goes, Incredible. he goes in and he throws in grease and like, you know, the, um, you know, this, uh, like, well, whatever it was, it was like the uh, anniversary of, like, you know, with the thousand years or some crazy yeah, deal. In, in Athens, so, yeah, right. in Athens. So he throws in Athens, throws in, like, the stadium. Yeah. Uh, he the loses, Coliseum. like, uh, he, 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 he's in gold. He's in gold. The dude who's, like, comes, like, th- like beats him by one inch. No, he goes to overtime and it's a throw off. Yeah. One throw. opportunity. And so the guy beats him. So Just he, like he, he, he gets the silver. 
and uh, like loses all of his sponsors, his whole deal. Yo. Like four years Yo. later, the uh, or three years, four, four even maybe even longer, um, the testing changes, and they find well, out the dude that eight, outbeat him was dirty. Eight, yeah, eight years later, and they're like, they call him up, and they're like, "Hey, uh, that guy tested positive. You're the gold medalist now." And they go give him the gold medal in the fucking Burger King at the Atlanta airport. Oh my god! Like the guy, like from the uh, Just IOC, like he shows dreamed. up. Like, like the guy shows up and is like. Yeah, here's your gold medal. And I'll he's standing the there all, all by himself with a fucking Whopper. Yeah. And he'd lost his sponsors, the whole deal. He had been like, you know, like the, the favor and doesn't deal. And he's like the anticlimactic nature of this fucking gold but medal. The thing is it, and yeah. he gets up and gives his talk. And I remember like, um, you know, and uh, what's interesting on the symposium and really just any time uh, like, you know, we've had this really rare opportunity to have, I mean, fuck, what, like 200 how many uh, how many uh, podcasts have we done? This We're is two hundred and ninety. Uh, All right, so we've had two hundred and ninety opportunities to talk to some really amazing people, and um, I always think for, and I, I don't know, maybe you guys are different, but whenever I hear uh, somebody pretty like impactful talk, I always try to like create this kind of personal counterpoint. Like I, I put myself in their shoes, and that's called empathy, which is a pretty interesting thing because uh, the actually all the hits to my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the NFL. No. Actually, the part of my really? brain that was damaged. This is news to us. No, no, no. no, no. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So when I, after I retired from the NFL, I was in Dr. Amen's study. And uh, when they took me through all this cognitive testing, emotional stuff, the part of my brain that was damaged dealt with sympathy and empathy. And they were like, you don't really have any. So at that point, I went and researched <laughs> empathy. Sympathy, I don't really care about because it's between shit and syphilis in the dictionary. Allegedly. <laughs> That's a joke. That's actually one of the lines from offensive line coach. Oh, you want sympathy? Look for it. It's between shit and syphilis in the dictionary. But I was always really interested by empathy. And when I read about it, I was like, oh, this is the ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and see their journey. You know, the age old, like, you know, don't judge him until he walked a mile in his shoes. So whenever we're on the podcast, I always try to put myself in the position of the person when I hear these stories and try to, you know, uh, just embrace them and think, man. And as I, I like listen to Adam's story about walking out in Athens out of this, like, you know, uh, you know, we had Stephen G. Miller, mm-hmm. uh, my, you know, my professor yeah. who was the foremost expert on ancient athletics. And so I, I had my this kind of historical, one of my favorite podcasts, yeah. uh, this historical background. And I'm trying to like picture myself and as him, uh, just like picturing myself there as like, you know, whether a spectator or the individual and going out and being in this emotional situation and then, you know, losing uh, the gold by like one inch to this guy. Yeah. And then going for like eight years is this feeling of. He came, not he measuring had, yeah. up he and then and like terms yeah and then like you like like yeah. this depression yeah. and then you come to terms in this grip and you like you know you fucking persevere you through you, this and mm-hmm. like you finally get to the point where yeah. you're like i'm okay that i lost that i was second my exactly. entire life was predicated on this ability to and win then, and then all of a sudden you get a phone call and then you get a phone call and then you show up and you've lost sponsors people fucking you know you know you were this okay. guy that finished uh, second twice and you show up, and this guy hands you a and gold medal. And you were medal. supposed to get it in the Coliseum in yeah. Athens. You fucking missed your moment. To the with anthem. The anthem. With the Dude, anthem. you missed yeah. your fucking moment. Yeah. And crazy. you know what? And the fact that you can't rewind time, and you have to go through, and they hand you this fucking thing that's been this, like, this white rabbit. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've chased this entire thing your entire life, and this is what America knows is the culmination of success. Mm-hmm. You're an Olympic gold medalist, and there's nobody around and um, like yeah, uh, you, right. I, I don't know if you guys have heard me tell the story. Um, 
and I, I and this is kind of sad, but I think about this shit at least once a week, if not more. Uh, Kyle Turley, who you guys know, um, Kyle's one of my best friends in the world. He's got a, his fucking company's crushing it, uh, CBD deal. And uh, Kyle was the number six pick overall in 1998. And Kyle and I became great friends. We played next to each other in Kansas City, which was probably one of my greatest experiences playing in the NFL. And uh, in 2008, he hurts his foot and basically hurt his back, and he had this numbness in his foot. So they uh, basically are like, you have this terrible nerve damage, and they're like, you can't play anymore. And so they put him on injured reserve. And um, that was before the last game. And I remember he came in, and they were like, Basically, the season's over for you. You can go the fuck home. Uh. And so he comes in, and he's like, kind of like, you know, you're part of the team. And all of a sudden, these guys are basically like fucking kick rocks. So I remember we were in there on a Wednesday after meetings, and he comes in. He cleans all of his shit out of his locker. And I was like, man, you want me to walk you out? He's like, yeah. So I remember I walk him out down the tunnel and uh, helped him load his shit in the back of his truck. And um, I remember, like, loading it, and I, like, waved. And all, as soon as he fucking started the car, all of a sudden, it started snowing. And I watched this dude drive away. Kyle Turley was the number six pick overall in the, in the 1998 draft. And was like, I mean, dude, the bad boy of football, the whole deal, throwing the helmet, this. And here he is at the end of his career, literally driving away. By himself. By himself yeah. with like his one snow. friend in the snow, like waving goodbye, like, you know, Charlie Brown style. Just how it just. Yeah. Just on his and own. I remember thinking like, dude, he was like uh, uh, the, uh, you know like whatever, like the king of like the Endemian Parade in New Orleans and was this like celebrated player. And here he is, fucking injured reserve, split on his contract, driving away to leave. And I remember thinking like... Doesn't that just provide incredible perspective? No, but like if you think it about does. it, it's, it's kind of like birth and death, right? Right. Like, like everybody, like, you know, like, uh, you know, child, like children are born and you guys have kids. It's such like this joyous occasion. And then all of a sudden somebody passes away and it's this like incredibly emotional, sad deal. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch, uh, um, you know, uh, George Bush, you know, 41's funeral and his son talking about him. Um, it's just this like the end and the beginning, the alpha and the omega. And listening to Adam talk, like the heartbreak that I had for this individual. And this is part of why I know that my brain ended up fixing itself. Uh, because as I looked at the empathy of this individual to literally train his entire life for this fucking moment, um, you know, life is really interesting. And, uh, um, you know, like you think about this in terms of reflection, like you only really know time has passed based off of monumental things that have happened. Like it, it, it's how we calibrate time. Graduate, wedding, funeral. Yeah, yeah like, hey, I graduated oh, that day. Oh, yeah, the this happened. The, the, the milestones. It's how we count time. <laughs> like, my son was born. Um, and, like, I really kind of count time based off of my kids. Like, you guys saw, you know, Cashy. Like, I remember Cashy, like, you know, walking. I remember my daughter's this. I mean, all of these things is how we mark time. Mm-hmm. And without these, like, monumental uh, things happening in our time, time just fucking melts. Yeah. So, like, you know, things like um, we thrashed and we built that truck in 30 days. Like, I remember what that truck looked like driving in, and it's been 30 days later. And to see it come for a culmination and to drive it and to see it have a, uh, to see, you know, you guys see it here uh, marks time for me. Mm-hmm. But also, like, uh, I'll always remember standing up here and talking to you guys about, you know, the future power athlete. And we're going to fucking literally uh, not just take over the world, but I'm going to kick the fucking door in on that world. Mm -hmm. And then my little boy gets to run up and gives me a hug and says, daddy, I love you. And wants to put his head on my shoulder. And I'll literally be sitting at his graduation, walk him, walk across the stage and remember him running up to me. And I'll know that that time frame, all of the things that I did, 
and it's how we measure time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at all you guys, I remember literally, I told you a story about text being like, it was really bad. I'm like, yeah, it sucked. What are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to keep putting you up there until you're going to suck until you, you don't suck sucked. anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, I remember Luke like uh, nervous and this, and then all of a sudden getting up there and like slipping on an old coat. And I was like, dude, this is <laughs> fucking great. Like, I remember we went to Seattle or uh, Vancouver and I remember you getting up there and like fucking delivering the talk. And I remember that guy was a fucking asshole to you. And I went out, that's when I gave him the empty, the cup speech, which one. So, <laughs> so Callie was really good about busting balls. And there was a dude there that was really, really fucking like abrasive. And I sent Callie. I was like, Callie, go get that motherfucker. <laughs> and she literally got on this dude's ass. And he was like, you know, didn't want to listen to her because she's, a, you know, a girl and fuck you. And uh, she got real, it, things got real dicey. And I took the dude and I was like, hey, man, come outside. I was like, why the fuck are you here? He's like, what do you mean? I'm here to this. I paid and this. I'm like, empty your fucking cup. And I gave him the deal. I'm like, you know, uh, Bruce Lee talked about if your cup is full, I can't put anything in your cup. So if you empty your cup, I can fill it. If you take a sip and you don't like it, spit it out, empty it, and find something else. But empty your fucking cup or go home right now. I was like, dude, uh, you know, like you paid your money to learn. Fucking open yourself up to an experience. Stop being such a fucking asshole. And I got on this dude's ass. And um, I mean, dude, honestly, uh, if he had been a fucking asshole, I probably would have fucking punched him. Um, And I think that the problem is, is... uh, And this is honestly why I don't own a gym anymore. Uh, I wanted it more for people than they wanted it for themselves. And that's like the day that I went in and like I had people quit or not wanted to train anymore where I'm like, dude, you're doing so great. What? It's not important to me. And I remember fucking thinking like, man, like I can't do this. This is fucking tearing me apart. Mm -hmm. And like having kids, like wanting them to be successful, like you guys, like all of the people that come through our experience, I want them to be better versions of themselves. The reason that I fucking weld these blocks and do the whole thing is because you have to fucking earn this thing. You got to steal this thing. Like if somebody wants that truck, they got to fucking take it. And I think nothing is given. Everything is, you know, and my dad, um, you, know, you guys have heard me talk. My dad passed away this uh, end of February, early March. And, um, you know, that was his whole deal. If you want something, go out there and take it. Nobody's going to give you anything. You have to literally go out there and snatch the fucking ring and walk away, while, you know, fist fighting it. And, um, you know, everything we do, whether, you know, nothing is easy, but then it's like, like nothing's been easy in my life. There's never been a situation where I've been like, oh, that fucking went as expected. I mean, has anything that we've ever done been like, oh, that went off of that hitch. Mm, There's got to be. There's nothing. Nothing worth mentioning, right? Yeah. But everything. Yeah, this this podcast is successful. Who knew? No. (laughs) But like, I mean, dude, I I was laughing thinking about like us going in Texas truck. And, oh uh, my great adventure! That's yeah. why I'm not selling the but, buffalo. Uh, but you shouldn't sell the buffalo for but twenty the, grand. What did the guy offer you? Twenty four. Twenty four thousand on the street. I would in do Houston. anything, anything for twenty four thousand dollars. But here's I'll the give thing, you man. The guy's card. The thing is, you but, would do anything but, for way less. But, I would do anything. But, but what you don't understand is that like life is about a series of these different adventures so that that's how you mark time Mm -hmm. so like i can think of like almost a year ago us going and picking texas truck after we drove out to new mexico loaded that motherfucker up and back one day and back one day we bombed out there passed out don't worry about it (laughs) yeah and you know what like uh fucking me and dj and the best part is the dude can't get it started and like we pull up he's like i don't know what's wrong with it i look at dj and he's like (laughs) <laughs> and literally fucking DJ goes over, touches some fucking wires, fucking took some shit up. And he's like, hit it. And the thing fucking starts up. And the dude's like, how did you do that? And DJ's like. And he just flew away. The, the, literally, the, <laughs> as we pulled up to the ranch, across the street is Area 51. Like the Roswell, New Mexico, Area 51 with big 
fence and barbed wire, and it's like this fucking old man owns this ranch, and he's got or all was, the, or with was all he these. Trucks. Dude, he he's got like hundreds, of, like, not hundreds, but he's, he he had dozens of trucks. And uh, we showed up, and we fucking loaded that thing up, and the guy's like, "Can't get this started," and I like the DJ, and he's like. Literally, we drove the thing up, and the guy's like, "Who are you guys?" And we fucking kicked ass home. And like, but uh, but kicked ass home, it was nine hours. Well, it, it took us four hours to get there, but it took us nine hours to get back because we were driving through a fucking like wind tunnel with a barn door. But like, uh, for me, um, and like the, those of you guys have kids, and it's just it's probably the inter like uh, like this like personal um i don't know and it, it's weird like every time i drive and part of the reason i love to drive is i replay things in my head and i'm constantly looking for patterns and trying to like you know gauge distance and um it's pretty interesting um so when i used to fight there's always this thing about measuring distance and the only person i've ever seen do this is rudy reyes so rudy reyes constantly is measuring distance on me which means he's like doing this deal and i'm like stop fucking measuring me like i know how far i'm for you stop doing it it's a fight thing but I, I'm constantly measuring distance and like, where are we? How have we come? And I, I really, um, enjoy, you know, Dave has added an interesting piece to our company in that uh, not only is he really good at making lists, he's kind of, yeah. I mean, uh, he, he's interesting in Just that. all lists. Yeah, he fucking did. That's why I call him Santa Claus. You know what's on your list today, right? Yeah, he's like, hey, uh, did yeah, you guys get your list? He like emails us a list the night before. Brush my teeth. Uh, McQuilkin, just put gas in your, you know, just put diesel in your car. But uh, like, all of these things are about gauging time and perspective. Like, have you grown as an individual? Can I look at like one timestamp versus the other? And have I progressed into a um, you know, better version of myself? Which and is what I'm hoping this symposium. So, this but I do want to get on to McQuilkin <laughs> for one second. $24,000, dude. Here's the thing. Think of the adventure you had getting that truck. How do you not like? There's another adventure out there. If he the sold, truck. if if Chris came and home you and had said, "Hey, twenty-four clams in your pocket." If Chris came home clams. and said, "Hey, John, I just sold my truck for, for, or sorry, I sold my truck for twenty-four thousand. What do you think I can get?" I'm like, "You could probably get six trucks." Yeah, and think of the adventures on all of those. We've had some pretty epic adventures. But it's not the Buffalo. Uh, dude, uh, the best is when Luke's truck showed up. We bought it sight unseen Sounds from like Missouri, a, and it showed like up. A fixed mindset. But the, oh, but the mindset, the grass no, no, no. is always greener. <laughs> the difference is, hey, hey, hey. I found something I, I love. Always. Chris, the difference is, and Luke, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. Whatever shows up, and this is, really, this is really the theme for Power Athlete. Whatever shows up, we have a skill set to make it fucking epic. Mm-hmm. That is so it doesn't matter if the white buffalo, your truck, whatever it is, you could literally bring your uh, C10 short bed or long bed two-wheel drive truck. With oil. And I'm pretty, <laughs> with oil. And I'm pretty sure, like... We could probably put our heads together and make something epic, which is um, what party bar parted out. Yeah, parted out. We turned into a party barge. So what? How much does a brake blinker cost? <laughs> a truck on a boat. Well, what's a brake blinker? Brake blinker? Callie's brake blinker. Oh yeah. Well, that's the next project. Well, no, but I mean, if you think about it, everything, should be uh, like like there had. And I always go back to my buddy Boomer Grigsby said, you know what? Like, if there's not a good story involved, why would you do it? And I, dude, I, I remember thinking about it. I'm like, dude, like there's epic stories, like money, like the adventure cash, about things. Hard, cold cash. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like you can't take that shit with you. Like the ancient Egyptians tried to take everything with them and they fucking couldn't do it. But what the one thing is, and I always think about this and like, um, you know, like, and, and this is probably because of my dad passing away, but like, uh, as you're on your deathbed at your final moment, like sitting there, you know, and I was sitting there holding my dad's head and my brothers and all there. And like, my dad was like, you know, like, like that's, what's important. 
You know, it's not like, you know, the memories of who you are, like who you've influenced, what you've done. Like, that's what's fucking important. Mm -hmm. You know, not like, you know, the, you know, and I always go back to the age old thing of um, you never regret the things you did. You always regret the things you didn't do. Mm -hmm. And like, I never want to be that person like, uh, so when I was, I think I told you guys when I was, maybe I didn't, but when I was 24 years old, uh, I wanted to buy a Porsche. Mm, Right. My my dad always drove a Porsche. So I walked into this dealership. And I remember uh, telling the guy, I'm like, oh, I want to buy this Porsche. And he talked me out of the car I wanted. Uh, but I remember thinking, like, and I remember my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, it's too expensive. You probably shouldn't do that. You don't know how long you're playing in the NFL. And I'm like, yeah, but here's the deal. When I'm fucking old, I would much rather tell the story of me walking in and buying a Porsche in cash and fucking kicking ass than being like, yeah, I almost bought this Porsche, but I didn't because I was a fucking massive pussy. That was practical. I was a, ma- I was a massive bitch, and I didn't do it. You know what I did? Like I fucking walked in, and I bought that Porsche. Broke up with And her. I fucking literally let the clutch out and stalled. <laughs> nice. And I like, ah, I, I'd rather I, tell that story. So imagine this, right? I get in this Porsche and I'm like, I turn I don't on, drive stick. I turn on the, I could always drive stick, but I get in the, <laughs> I get in, I put it in purse and I think, fuck. And I let out the clutch and I stall. And I think, okay, I put it in and I fucking literally put my foot on the, yeah, on, on the accelerator yeah. let out the clutch and blew it up out Ferris there. Ferris Bueller in yeah. reverse. <laughs> and, uh, like I just like to, to me, that was the, the coolest thing. And I remember like, uh, you know, I just wanted that adventure. I wanted that memory, Texas truck, like the fact that he daily drives a six, two, uh, you know, uh, Chevy pickup. I, I, every day I hear that, that clack of that six, two, it sounds like a rod knock pull up. I'm like, it brings me a smile, just like yeah. I hear Luke's 12-valve pull up, and I think, ah, oh, I love yeah. the sound of a 12-valve. And then when I see DJ's piece of shit rattling down the fucking driveway. Which with- one? <laughs> All of them. He has the a sheriff's brigade. <laughs> no, but the the difference is, is you can give DJ the biggest piece of crap, and he's going to get it running, and no problem, and we'll drive just it way more miles than you. Piece of crap, dude. <laughs> dude, if you would have seen his ambulance. He pulled up. He borrowed my trailer. He drives out to Arizona, drags his ambulance back. Is that different than the sheriff's car? That's uh, no, it's a sheriff's car. Okay. Uh, like seven cats died, and I'm pretty sure a possum gave birth in there. Yeah. All right, Kelly. Uh, did Kelly, a soup kitchen describe, describe the cat- rats? Describe uh, your version. Of but I mean, like, uh, like that's what you see out there. Like, like here's the, the thing. Like, do, he has? yeah, because listeners. Do you guys remember, like, in, in good, like, and you guys have oh heard me God. say this, but do you guys remember Goodwill Hunting when he's like, ah, oh, you'll be severing my kids' fries, and the guy goes, hey, at least I won't be fucking an original yeah that to me is like the best part like be an original do something fucking cool do like something memorable and he says it's not your fault repeatedly it's not your fault oh uh, all right that kelly that's what you <laughs> that's kelly. you at the symposium no that <laughs> was kelly during the wax not you she man she was just not holding your fault, my kelly. hand <laughs> screaming it's not your fault when but it, it was was your fault though so it's a lie <laughs> yeah it was also true uh yeah. well i think what um this is a good segue to the, the, the symposium. I think we're going to talk a little bit about the origins of the symposium tomorrow. Because a lot of it has to do with what John's talking about. Just like the ability to get people together who we think are just too precious to just go to a seminar and then we never see them. No, well, well, the way the symposium Luke pitched it to me is we're going to get coaches together and we're going to get them all together and we're going to like reboot them and like, you know, get people up to speed. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like I said earlier today on my talk, um, we are 100% a traveling seminar like, that's how we cut our teeth. Mm-hmm. Like, showing up like a rock band. Like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to put on a fucking two-day event. 
and we're, we're going to like but look for was, the one guy getting on me. But but like that's who we were. That's how we sharpened our blade to get where we are today. Yeah. And without it, it wouldn't be what we are today. And and that's our roots. And like mm-hmm. we were always looking for new people to come in. And the problem is, is uh, I mean, when we've had a ton of interns, we've had people help out and the whole deal. But at the end of the day, like you don't really know how people are going to do until you toss them into the deep no. end. No, and you have to see them in person. You can't. Uh, you can't replicate what it's like to be with the same people three days and have that experience where you're you're growing together, you're having these conversations, and thank God we get to do that every year. Yeah, the the aha moment, the eureka, yeah. when well, it all I mean, comes together. Yeah. Dude, probably to this day, probably one of the best dinners I've ever had was when Callie and I went to a sushi restaurant near the oh, airport who? in Hawaii. Yeah. So we were driving to the airport and we were looking for the sushi restaurant. We showed up to this place that had like 12 tables. We only served what was the freshest thing. They were like, you showed up and they were like. You don't order. Yeah, no, no. There was no menus. They just started bringing shit. Yeah. And they were like, ah. And then when they stopped bringing stuff, we just paid the bill and left. And Kelly's like, that was fucking amazing. It was the most amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was great. I mean, like those adventures we've had. uh, Like, I I, I wouldn't trade any of those. And like. Mm. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Some of the block one. Which block ones in here were here when Logan Gelbrick talked? What class was that? Three. And he talked about like different types of organizations, kind of going from very hierarchical, bureaucratic, transactional to this like fluid, organic, he called it the organism, right? And, you know, John, we had Wolfpack as well, which is a lot cooler because it sounds fucking cool. Like go over and fucking, we're going (laughs) to smash these guys' skulls and make it happen. But what we have in our organization is that top tier organic organism right but the only way that became possible is by doing these seminars and that's why i think we have high capacity you have you have five very high capacity individuals right and then you find a guy like dave who's been in a similar situation high performing high capacity and then you it it easily integrates and that's why with five people we can do what other companies can't do with 50 people right but that's why it's so important that we want to reboot this seminar thing because it builds high capacity, high performing individuals who can sit in front of a cr- audience and yeah. confidently deliver the methodology. It's not about right? the people at the seminar. It's about the staff that shows up to mm-hmm. teach the seminar because I'll tell you this, man, like uh, I had no concept of how to develop people. Um, th- this was kind of a weird deal. You had in, an idea. No, I didn't. So in the NFL, Right. Like, so like as, as an old guy in the end, like, so when I was in the NFL, this is kind of interesting. The NFL, especially at offensive line, there's kind of what they break it into old guys and uh, like young guys and new guys or old, sorry, old guys and and young guys. And I remember uh, that didn't have to do with age. So I came in and started as a rookie and I was a young guy and I got hurt. And then I came in and I remember I came in and started and I played against Leon Lett in my first start as in my second year as guard. And I remember after that game, I fucking schooled the guy up. And I remember my offensive line coach was like, oh, you're an old guy now. I was like, what do you mean? I'm not fucking old. I'm like 24 years old. He's like, no, you played like a fucking veteran. And from that moment on, nobody treated me any different. And even though dudes were older than me, they still treated them like young guys. And uh, that was kind of an interesting piece. It didn't have to do with age. It had to be like your demeanor, how you approach things, where you're mm-hmm. professional. And uh, I've, the seminars were about going out and influencing people. But what we were really searching for was for people that were like, ah, like looking for that counterpoint, like looking for that person. I remember we'd come home and I'd be like, 
what'd you guys think of those guys? And they're like, oh, fuck, this guy was great. And I remember we would always reach out and those people were who we were searching for. And it was in a way we were looking for people that were like-minded, people that influenced or people that like made a mark on us, like be memorable. Mm -hmm. And um, the seminar was as much about going out and teaching people as much as for as finding uh, allies or people that like we, you know, and like there's people here sitting in this room that we met at seminars fucking years ago uh, that were memorable to me, which is funny because uh, I'm terrible memory with names and people. But if I remember somebody, he, he has to be somewhat memorable. I still remember Luke Summers. Yeah. He, he fucking hit me with a uh, whole 30 question that I didn't know. And I went out and actually called Lond and Big came Dallas back. Dallas and uh, yeah. Melissa fan. Oh, yeah. Big whole 30 guy. And I was like, ah, he talked about uh, non-mediate non glucose uptake. He talked about, is it good to consume carbohydrates before workout because you don't want circulating insulin? And I was like, fuck, uh, I don't know. So I, walk, I said, hold on. And uh, I remember we were talking. I went outside. I called the lawn. And he was like, you fucking idiot. Non-mediate non glucose uptake means that the, the insulin gets blunted as soon as exercise starts happening. That's why people that have type oh, 1 and type 2 idiot. diabetes, if their blood sugar spikes up, the exercise will bring it down. So I walked in there and fucking curb stomped that shit. And uh, I don't, re I don't remember it, it that way. <laughs> but I don't remember that, that way. piece for me uh -huh. was important. And so uh, the, the seminar has always been about going out and searching out and finding those people who were, you know, were really good and different smack gears. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, and like you guys know, my, one of my favorite movies, Dead Poet Society. You know, when he asked what's a dead poet, somebody had cracked the bone and sucked the marrow out of life. And, um, you know, the... Uh, you know, that piece of like not wanting to be average, wanting to do something that's everlasting. I'm um, so stoked you guys got to see my kids today. Uh, I always think like, and I, I, my wife doesn't think it's funny because she thinks I'm fucking not funny at all. But uh, I always think like, what are these kids going to remember? You know, like, because like we, uh, like, like you guys can all put yourself like, what do you remember about your parents? Like, 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 do you guys remember stuff like, uh, like just as like a little kid, I remember, uh, 6 AM on Saturday morning, my dad banging on the window to come out and wash cars and being like, you guys are fucking lazy. Can you imagine banging on your like five-year-old kid's window at 6 AM on a Saturday morning, going, get out of bed, you're lazy. And us having to go out and wash cars and do shit. And like, at the time I'm like, dad's an asshole, you know, but like, he was like, you know, lazy people don't sleep after sunrise or sunset or sunrise. Um, but like for my kids, I, rem I imagine them telling stories when they're older and being like, ah, oh, my dad, like we moved to Texas. He had a house. He had this big like building. He and his friends like hacked on cars and people showed up and lifted weights. And they had this like I just imagine what they tell and they'd be like, ah, uh, and uh, what's kind of crazy is uh, like my dad had big dreams and fucking tried to improve the world and do something better than what he was doing before. I mean, he played in the NFL and, you know, saw that there was a, like this weird fucking elitist thing and, um, you know, and just tried to change things and tried to make a better situation. But, um, you know, it's just, I, I just laugh whenever I look at them and, uh, I'm just amazed at how fast they grow. And what's crazy is I look at pictures and it timestamps things and I realize how far we've come. I mean, Luke showed up a days before my daughters were born. Mm-hmm. Like, I Six hired days. Luke, and he showed up, and then, like, my kids were born, like, right after that. Five days, because yep. October, because I showed up on the first. And first day was the second. It was powerlifting. And they showed, and they were born on the sixth. Yep. And, like, to me, it's a trip, like, to see Luke here and to see my daughter, you know, my, yeah, little, my, my little girl show up, and they're seven years old, and to realize and then think about, you know, fucking Chris McQuilkin showed up in 2009 to a CrossFit seminar or to a CrossFit football seminar in Oakland. 
uh, right after Rob Wolf got booted out of CrossFit, who came up and gave the nutrition talk for me. And the only thing Tex remembers me saying is, eat lots of cheese. Whole wheel. No, no, no. Day. I actually <laughs> so we've been eating my, the wheel of cheese. <laughs> my master's thesis off of that presentation. So I got to hunt that down. And give it to you and laugh at it. It was like 15 pages long. It's, it's what, uh, our nutrition talk. I was still writing way too long in college. But, Shocker. Uh, Need some nap time material. Send it my way. <laughs> but I mean, like, dude, like for me, and then here, here we are. I mean, shit, this is like, I mean, 2009. No, we're 2018. And here's my good friend, Rob Wolf, who I still talk to almost on a daily basis. Symposium speaker. Showing up to speak. And you know what he calls me? and Allegedly. goes, What do you want me to talk about? I'm like, what can you fucking do? Aren't you the nutrition guy? But that's why I appreciate the symposium because it's basically an anniversary of my CrossFit football seminar. Now it's nine years ago because it was Mm -hmm. December 7th, 8th, which I think, yeah, yeah, tomorrow's the 7th. So it falls on it. And you know the best part about our seminar in Oakland? We showed up late because we had to print out the packets and uh, none of the Kinkos were open at, like literally we were printing them out of like they opened at 7:30, and we're trying to print out like 50 fucking packets and we can't get them done in time we actually showed up late but here's the thing 2009 yeah. no one's on an iphone looking up google maps to see when kinko's opens fedex kinko's so you get well, a pass. We, we stayed in berkeley I, knowing john now i imagine the situation uh, something will be open tomorrow we, we're fine what? And like hang out at dinner when Kinko's is open. <laughs> Don't. And then the, and the, and as soon as they wake up. You know me too oh, well. Shit. Nothing's open. Then Berkeley. we started emailing Berkeley. them and that made way more sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, but like. Back in 09. <sighs> oh. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But I mean, dude, like the, the trip on that is to think. Um, and I actually had this realization the other day as we were fucking around here in the shop. Um, I had the opportunity to play in the NFL for 10 years. Prove and it. I retired. <laughs> What's that? Prove it. <laughs> There's Google. There's a Wikipedia page. All right, I'll look Harry, Harry, <laughs> Harry manages it. And then the crazy part is, highlights. I literally maybe see John. I got yeah, I actually had some <laughs> decent blocks on that. Um, I got hurt and ended up retiring. And I remember thinking like, what am I going to do? And that was all. I mean, fucking damn near ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So like, I had an entire career stopped, and then have had another career that's been as long as my previous career. Which one's been better? This has been way more enriching. Think about it. Small Wolf Pack, Thanks. family group, no, like, two precision drivers. <laughs> I remember... Um, <laughs> what the hell am I? Well, I'll tell you this. So you're, I, you are, uh, you're the guy driving the Jetta in the very first Fast and Furious. <laughs> you mean the guy that's racing the Asian dude for yeah. pinks? Yeah. And then My flip- dad's getting out of jail. And we're yeah. going to cruise. Jetta, that's exactly. Jesse. Jetta's are pretty nice, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, Jetta. It's a nice Jetta. <laughs> uh, I will go back and say that when we were in Brazil for a month, uh, I had it's, a pretty good time. Brazil. Oh, here come the NFL stories, yeah. people. But well, I've done this. Your career had more strippers. Uh, uh, that's going to be a hard one. Uh, that would be the NFL. Uh, yeah, surprising. Sadly. Uh, the crazy horse, yeah. too. <laughs> if I could only Olympic be, Gardens. If I could have only been your driver, your, one, your, your like limo Single driver, like the turtle of your group. So you, you remember there was a Wyclef song, Perfect Gentleman? No. <laughs> no. Not a big Wyclef guy, not going to lie. So Wycliffe, I, don't, I don't know who that is. So Wycliffe had Wycliffe a song G. out that was called Perfect Gentleman, where he kind of gives like a shout out to all the strip clubs. Oh, was that you? And uh, <laughs> I remember like listening to it. I'm like, oh, been all of those. Lord. He's like, what's happening? He like, <laughs> lay, <laughs> he, like lays them all. I remember like somebody playing it and they're like, I think I've been to every one of these. God. Yeah, well, yeah, it's part of the deal. Uh, but like, <laughs> they were business meetings. 
Yeah, there's not a lot to do in the NFL. Uh, but like then to think like that was a point in my life, and then like here's been like this next next chapter, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's uh, I always wanted to be the hardest working overnight success. You know, like people are like oh we're like uh, those guys are overnight success. Yeah, we've been fucking grinding mm-hmm. for ten years. And, like, I think, like, um, I'm big on, like, these little pieces. Like, fucking, like, a wall is built with small pieces. So you just keep fucking piecing again. And I think people get discouraged and people lose sight of this thing. We've never lost sight. Like, we know exactly what it is. Fucking world domination. We're going to take this thing over and we're going to put a performance mindset. You know why? Fucking fitness is fucking too malleable. There's too much. Like, oh, I'm trying to be fit. What the fuck does that mean? Performance is are you successful at the task at which you're living it? Mm-hmm. You know, Ant was talking in his talk about like, uh, I know gymnasts that are fucking awful movers that are great performers. Why is that? Because at the end of the day, are they able to execute what they're, you know, their given task? And at the end of the day, like the training is only representative and the success of the training is only based upon what you're able to do with it. If you want a gold point. medal, then the fucking training was good. Outcome specific. Yeah. I mean, it has to be that way because you know what? You, you don't want to be like the greatest mover that never does fucking anything. And that's why we've always encouraged people that, you know, do this style of training to go out and use it with athletes to progress and do it, which is, is interesting for us in that I, I made this conscious decision that it was more beneficial for me to influence coaches who could go influence the end users than it was for us to work in an in a end user environment. We worked, we, we worked professional athletes and it was only a one-to-one. I wanted like the one to a hundred. So if I influence this person, he can influence a hundred and then they tell two people and they tell two people and it keeps progressing. Ponzi scheme. 100%. <laughs> We're the fucking yeah. Bernie Madoff. No, that's Glassman. He's the Bernie Madoff of fucking fitness. DJ, what's your favorite country? Just out of curiosity. DJ, into if the microphone. Ch- DJ, into the choose- microphone. Uh, if DJ, you, if you had to please. choose a country... Can we auction off that leather USA jacket for Wade's Army? <laughs> Holy shit. You know, he got that for free. Let me see the back of that. USA. <laughs> DJ, USA. <laughs> DJ, who did you get that jacket from? Addison. Yeah, he got it from Addison. I remember. Adam Nelson from the Olympics. No, 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 no. He, he got it from like Addison. Evil. And the best is, you know, like, uh, like, he got it, and DJ's like, this thing's sweet. I'm like, you better never get rid of that this thing. This thing's sweet. Yeah, he, and then uh, he got it and then had to jump 16 school buses on a dirt bike <laughs> in Vegas. Yeah, you're fucking evil, Knievel. Dude, my favorite was when we drove here from Texas, or we drove from California to Texas. I, like, load up my trailer uh, with my blazer and all this shit we threw on it. Uh, the trailer was only rated for 7,000 pounds. We had 14,000 pounds on it. And so we're driving it out. It's twice as much, people. DJ's <laughs> driving my wife's uh, uh, suburban Escalade thing with a trailer with my bikes. No trailer lights. We fucking take off. He gets pulled over. I blow a tire. Like, Pull like, over. It's a cardigan. <laughs> thanks, for asking. Thanks, for asking. thanks for noticing. <laughs> DJ's like, we got no fucking trailer lights. I'm like, ah. The, remember the, uh, the the tweakers in Orange County stole our tailgate and stole over lights. Yeah, so it was a good adventure. Oh, the adventure and it continues. stops there, and then it starts right here it with uh, twenty eighteen Power Athlete Symposium. Yeah, it's a big day. It's gonna be big three days. Yeah, we're stoked. Yep, can't wait for tomorrow. Cool. I think it, that is it. That is another episode of the Premier Podcast in Strength and, and Conditioning. Awesome. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Bye. Bye. Now 
now it's time for you to empower your performance. We basically start planning for next year's symposium in the hours immediately after this year's. If you attended, you should have received an email following up with a group picture and feedback form. Please take the time to fill those out. We will happily accept criticism like you're almost too good at what you do and being in the presence of such good comedic timing made me feel bad about myself. Any any comments like that will do. Tune in to the next crew episode as we reflect on the 2018 Power Athlete Symposium. Until next time, bye!